1: And welcome to chapter tactics this is your 40k podcast that focuses on playing warmer 40k competitively at all levels of the game today we're going to focus on the studying aspect of Warhammer 40k and specifically chapter approved 2019 it is hot it is in my hands and uh there are a lot of changes in this book um i'm not talking about the actual chapter approved book that i doubt anyone's actually going to care about I'm sure there's some people are, some listeners are sure fine, but I'm specifically talking about the Munitorum Field Manual, the only thing you actually need from the chapter-approved bundle with all the points changes. So we're going to talk about that, and with me, I have the two-thirds of the almost the most Canadian Chapter Tactics podcast episode ever, Mr. Val Heffelfinger. The smoke clears. Hola. And then uh Mr. Peter the Falcon swooping in.
2: Tweet tweet. <laughs> 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 tweet tweet tweet. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> and, then unfo- <laughs> and then unfortunately, uh Scarry could not join us. He was he was signed up, ready to go, talk about those Dark Eldar changers, and then his kid got him sick in the and final he hour. And he's uh gone. So uh we're going from the almost We went from the most Canadian chapter tactics episode to the almost the most Canadian chapter tactics episode. Oh god, I hope he didn't actually die. Which means I'm going to do the almost most Canadian thing that I could do instead of the most Canadian thing. And that is start this episode with an apology.
0: What? Uh,
1: (laughs) I am sorry for last week's episode. It was a recording. It wasn't an actual up-to-date episode on the changes in 40K. Uh, You know, it was a bit of an American holiday week. Uh, for Thanksgiving, and then also this episode is going to be a little. I'm um, aiming it for it to be shorter, um with a slightly less content. But we'll see. Chapter proved is a very I'm big sorry, topic.
0: Pablo, pre-show, you're like, this is gonna be a long show. I'm just yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> I said, you explicitly it's gonna... <laughs> said this is gonna take forever. It's gonna, it's gonna take yeah, a going, long right. time.
0: First thing and out of then... Pablo's mouth, this is gonna be a quick one, guys.
1: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm shooting for a quick one, but it could potentially be a very very long show because one of hour and fifty eight minutes. Long, I'm calling it. You know it. that's a that by chapter tactics standard that is a, a lightning fast show. It's true. Uh, that, that is uh, anyways. Uh, so still crushing
0: uh, us on the downloads. I don't get it.
1: I don't I, you get know, it. It's just people. People just they. they people tune love in Pablo. Come on, to, I love put Pablo. My foot in my face, there's the mouth. there's like six people who don't. They're assholes. <laughs>
0: Can we call out... Uh, it's because I always put my foot in my face. My mouth.
1: Foot in my face. There you go. My mouth. They, that's... um. Thanks, oh, Val. No, I appreciate like that. You're right. the
0: smooth operator on uh, signals, though. It's like you're a it's different true. person. It's I don't like, know what happens
2: to... to you when you're on signals. It's uh, funny. It might be Reese's mustache
1: is doing something to it's, him. But... There's some power in there. There's some power emanating from you that just, thing. You're I just...
0: grounded. You're, you, you're just... You're you are just You make
1: actual sense. It's unbelievable. It's It's probably probably has something to do with the fact that you two aren't on it constantly, but (laughs) it's just berating you
2: consistently behind the scenes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's the worst. It's awful. (laughs) Anyways. Alright, so uh, before we move on to the episode, we do have some quick announcements. The first announcement being, uh, today, the Black Friday sale on Tuesday, the 3rd of December. Uh, We decided to extend it due to popular demand, so if you wanted some awesome FLG mats, I'd see Terrain, including that new Orc Terrain, at a discount. Today is the absolute last day for you to go on to that Cyber Monday sale and do that. We'll call it uh, Terrific Tuesday. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, go to FrontlineGaming.org for more information. Also, last month we didn't have a Patreon giveaway. I was was planning something special for the month of December, and I'm going to announce it now. So, first off, for Patreon Appreciation Day, which was two weeks ago... Uh, I asked the patrons what they wanted, and they voted for two things. They voted for, one, a battle report filmed between two co-hosts, which is definitely going to happen. Don't know when, don't know which co-hosts, but I've got some ideas. It'll probably most likely happen at the LVO, uh, but we'll see. So that'll be something for the patrons exclusively. So if you're interested in that, go to patreon.com slash chapter tactics. Also, uh, the patrons are going to be getting a special giveaway, uh, and that'll be in the form of Battleforce boxes. I don't Mm. know how many yet. The Battleforce boxes are, of course, uh, under heavy allocations from Games Workshop. Uh, They are usually limited, usually in high demand, uh, but I'm trying to get my hands on one of each, and I'm going to be giving those away to lucky patrons. So if you're interested in that, go on over to patreon.com slash chapter tactics. Also, for the month of December, I wanted to give uh, a little back to, um, someone in the community, someone who, who, um, not a specific person, but someone who supported the podcast, someone who, who, uh, really listens to chapter tactics. So I want everyone to, for the month of December, email me something they like about competitive 40 K, uh, something, something life-changing, something that, uh, they've, they've done themselves, um, or maybe something that other people have done for them that it really, made an impact on their lives. Maybe uh, it could be anything you want. Uh, It could be getting into the game or whatever. I just want to hear your stories. Email those to frontlinegamingpdpob at gmail.com. At the end of the month, I'm going to be picking one person and they are going to get a free painted HQ model uh, painted by the Frontline Gaming Studio. And that is going to be in addition to the end of the month giveaway, which I've decided to make a chapter tactics thing. uh, Basically, the Triple X Hefflemas is God. coming back for two thousand nineteen, which Amazing. means one lucky listener, not a patron, a listener, is going to be getting a free painted model. But look for that towards the end of the month. So that's not gonna happen right now, but keep to stay tuned for that. That'll probably be in a special Christmas episode or something. Can we do like I'll a, a sub
0: challenge, which is uh, create some uh, like some art for triple X Heffelmus? You maybe know what? A, you know what, Val, if you maybe a logo want to get for Stat it?
1: Center wants to do something like that. Triple X right
0: is is a, is a chapter tactics thing.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right. It could be a Frontline Gaming Network thing,
2: but... We have to remember that it came from the fact that Pablo did not know that Canadians uh, celebrated Thanksgiving.
1: That's right. true. So... <laughs> All right. And then finally, uh, for the month, uh, the Super December patron giveaway, uh, I wanted to do something extra special for the patrons. Um, this past month and, and this month included... Uh, i Have been very stressful. Uh, we're getting ready to move the company from gaming, which means I have to move my family out to uh, Nevada, where where our new location is. It's very expensive, uh, and the Patreon has really helped me a lot with with basic things like uh, sometimes the patron is uh, the Patreon account has given me a little extra money to pay a bill or meet a bill on time, uh, maybe buy some groceries, uh, little things like that. And I, though I have been putting money back into the Patreon. Uh, For giveaways and whatnot, Um, I have, of course, been using some of it to, you know, supplement my income and help myself out. Um, I've been super appreciative of it. It's been a wonderful year, and I wanted to give something big to the patrons to show my love and support for you guys. So at the end of the year, for the December patron giveaway, I'm going to be giving one patron. uh, Doesn't matter what status they are, how long you've been signed up for Patreon. I'm going to be flying one of you out. To one of our frontline gaming events. The, it's not going to be this year at Delvio. It's not going to be this year's LVO. It's unfortunately too soon. Um, it doesn't matter where you are. I, I crunched the numbers, did the math. I can definitely do it uh, for anyone anywhere in the country. Uh, might be a little expensive, but that's perfectly okay. Uh, and then depending on where you are, uh, I might be able to, to provide travel, lodging, uh, and then maybe a dinner or something.
0: So we're talking you, continental United States here.
1: Talking no, we're talking if you live in Australia. What? Uh, in Europe, it's I know it's going to be expensive, but I, I can definitely pull it off. Um, I'm going to set aside money every month uh, for the patron, it's just going to go straight to that. So, um, sign up for the patron if that's something you're interested in. You'll be able to choose from uh, the SoCal Open, the Bay Area Open, or the Las Vegas Open. Uh, I'll fly you out there. Um, I can't guarantee lodging and travel, there, there's a very specific budget I'm aiming for, um, however, even even the amount I'm thinking of will will go greatly towards someone being able to go to an event that they've never been to before.
0: I mean, so this is a huge thing, and I zoned out a bit. What do you have to do to to get this?
1: So all you have to do is be signed up for uh, the Chapter Tactics Patreon uh, at the end of the month. So there's got
0: uh, to be some sort of test of skill here.
1: No, uh, five. I mean, uh, you know, it's a uh, five dollars a month uh, to be a basic patron. So I, I guess that's the stipulation um the if you're a one dollar a month patron you don't get access to the, the they have to at least arm sport. wrestle me <laughs> guys no, that's, no. A, that's
0: a five dollar raffle ticket for airfare to america oh. from anywhere in the world i mean yeah. people have killed for that yeah literally
2: whoa well but um getting de- getting dark um rolling it back i think we need a skill testing question Like, i don't know <laughs> it's got to be something there has got to be some through, right? sort of if, challenge if, like
1: if no, no, no. Uh, I I really wanted it the to nicest be like man in
2: 40k. I hope everyone realizes this.
1: I, I really wanted it to be a just you know go to the least like deserving
0: person, person uh, possible.
1: <laughs> well, you you know, I mean, I I think I don't think it matters because uh, you, you know, there's very few people in this community that I absolutely wouldn't like buy a drink for or sit down and talk to. So yeah, I mean, if, true. if if like he's lonely, you know, one of those one of those people. Who, who i genuinely dislike and there's very 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 few of them uh um, who are they he does win it ha 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 that's a good one uh you know if they do win it you know like c'est la vie maybe maybe i'll make a friend out of it who knows? but uh, that I that's hope not you the point do mm-hmm. buy the point their love is,
0: i mean there's the cheaper ways that, but cool
1: yeah if you're interested if you're interested in signing up for that i, I will announce the winner in january uh mm-hmm. so sign up for the month of december uh, check that out um, and then I'm going to be announcing that all month as well. So once again go to patreon.com slash chapter tactics and then uh, You know, hopefully hopefully so, you win good luck. I to just want to I just
0: want to summarize here because I I, I I Cut you off a million times um, if you're a patreon this month you are entered to win a potentially triple X painted miniature uh, a battle force box of your choice and you are entered to win an an airplane ticket from anywhere in the world to America,
1: yes. Well, n- no. Uh, you don't need to be a patron to win the model. Uh, you just need to. I'm going to be giving away two models from Chapter Tactics. Two models this month. Uh, one, f- both for Christmas. Uh, one being to just a random listener, just like last year, and then one being to someone who emailed me uh, and emailed me their competitive 40k story, so that's something touching how it helped their life, changed their lives. Uh, and then, of course, you can win a Battle Force box and or uh flight
0: yeah so so basically uh, $5 give Pablo $5 it's
1: it's it's the it's, least I, you can do. I really, I really, really want to, I really, really want to eat my Disney Plus subscription this month, guys. So, so please. You gotta catch those Mandalorian episodes oh as my come go Like, I, you have to, or you will they're be so spoiled good. immediately. They're, they're <laughs> so, so good. They're, I love that show. I love that that show exists. It's so good. Oh, All right.
2: right. Let's just do the episode on that. Who cares about Chapter Approved?
1: I'm out. You know, I think, I think, <laughs> <laughs> Val. Val. We don't need you. Peter and I terrible. bonded flying the Millennium Falcon at Disneyland. We did. It's Pablo nice. touched my leg by accident. It, it was awkward guys. but amazing. It's great. Uh, and a uh, quick segue into uh, Peter, by the way, Seems. who is, if you've ever met him, he's a very lovable guy. Mm. Um, my daughter, who who hates people, she doesn't like, <laughs> she's very shy around people. Hates Uncle Hef, that's asked, for sure. Immediately asked about the Falcon after he left. And then, when we were driving up in the mountains uh for Thanksgiving, kind of like driving up to meet family, uh we saw a falcon flying in the sky, and my wife was like, "Hey, look a falcon," and my daughter turns around and says, "No mama, Falcons in Canada oh uh, so well, she's yeah. adorable peter so that's amazing. peter is is uh peter's a rare, rare specimen, and we're so glad to have him on I'm a bird person he's a, he's actually a bird person that's man why man. he's anthropomorphized. I don't. I don't even think I pronounced that. No, word, that was right?
0: nailed it. Nailed oh, it.
1: Beautiful. All right. Great show. Now, uh, chapter is, approved. Thirteen minutes in, into the short, short episode. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and jump right into you it. You chose so, the wrong people. You know, I think we're having fun. This episode. I'm is having the fun. the well, Black Friday episode. I'm tired of customer service stuff and uh, yeah. and processing Screw you, orders. listeners. Tell this us is about some customer service. Tell us, tell us about
0: some customers you don't like.
1: Uh yeah great it's great great stuff uh you know I will say that uh, the people on. who email the days after they place their order um, asking when their tracking information is for a mat <laughs> that's print to demand um and it is just a little it can be a little frustrating sometimes but it's okay canned responses handle everything answer all those emails with a big smile on my face so. Uh-huh. You know, if you also if you want to do something nice other than donate to the podcast for me this month, be nice to a customer service representative. You know, just like email them and just be like, "Hey, you're doing great." Like that's it. You, that's... You're the
0: real Chris Kringle.
1: The Chris Kringle? Nah, I don't think so. I I don't. I'm because uh, I'm fat. So maybe Chris Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kringle Martinez. Mm. All right. So the way this chapter proved is going to go. We're going to talk about our. Winners and losers, uh, four chapter approved. Um, we're going to go in faction order. Um, we're not going to talk too much about the specifics, the ramifications that each of these individual points changes will happen. We're kind of just going to generally summarize oh. each faction, uh, but it's going to be, did this faction win or lose chapter approved? And then at the end, after we review all the factions, um, also be warned, some factions might get more airtime than others. I'm sorry, some factions just simply benefit more from chapter-approved and some didn't. It's the mm-hmm. way it is. So, if you if you only got two minutes of Tyranid talk and that bummed you out, I apologize. Don't be bummed. You got more than
2: you deserved. They got <laughs> crap.
1: I'm sorry,
2: Tyranid players. I'm <laughs> really
1: sorry. Yep. Yeah, but you do have a bloody ball book waiting on yeah, you. Yeah, you
2: do have a bloody ball.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order and then we're going to talk about some of the predicted impacts that we see these points uh changes happening on factions. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to start with the uh, Deptus Rortis in the book. Are we going to start with 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 the uh, sisters of battle? I think I don't think I mean, they got many point they changes. They didn't
2: really get anything that's of any note, right? Like it, they not, just not got really. their codex and um, I don't even think they changed anything. Um I think the only thing that's big I guess there is the repressor state it didn't get legended by the looks of things. Yep. So that's yep. a big that's a big deal for them. Um other than well, that
0: I mean just like as a as a broad stroke uh story nothing from Forge World got got legended from what I could
1: tell. Yeah, Forge World didn't didn't get onto the legends train. They definitely dodged a bullet
2: as did some non Forge World stuff, but yeah, for the most part there's yeah, definitely that. some models that I'm now looking at that I was avoiding because of Legends, so.
1: Okay, so, uh, and we will get, uh, we will have a very specific chapter tactics episode uh, with Brandon Grant, who's very, very much going to be reading and analyzing the spa- the Sisters of Battle Codex to figure out if he's going to replace his Astra Militarum codex with it. And then uh, when we get to the Astromilitarum points changes, I definitely think he's going to have to re-change the way he looks at lists. And I think of the way a lot of Astra Militarum players are going to look at designing their lists. But the first faction isn't Astra Militarum It's Adeptus Custodes. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think... They're one of the classic factions. I think that um, you can't under-cost them, because then they'll be way too powerful. So you have to keep them at a higher points cost and everything else. So, I, I don't think the points changes helped them, but it certainly didn't hurt them a lot. And no. Um, the the problem, like, it really depends on
2: what you're talking about. If you're talking about, like, Mono Faction custodies, yes. you really need to make some pretty deep cuts uh, for it to be worth it, right? Because um, if you cut a unit three points or four points, um, you're not adding anything new, except maybe, like, a couple of Misericordias, right? Um, but... I mean, the changes were good. They they didn't really lose anything, right? They all of their infantry dropped between three and eight points, depending on what you were running. Um, the grav tank, I think, is a mistake. Um, yeah, we so kind I mean, even about this pre-show.
0: Yeah, so so the grav tank dropped back to its original um, sort of beta codex points, or I guess final codex points. Yeah. Um But I mean, the rules changes on it doesn't that make a difference too? And also, oh yeah, it, for sure. If it fits, it fits.
2: <laughs> yeah, which uh, I mean, well, not a GW rule, but uh, yes. yeah,
1: yeah. I I don't know. I think so. When before Space Marines, I would have thought that this would have been an absolute 100% mistake. Yes. Um. After Space Marines, you know, it's uh, custodes are going to be um one of those armies that people definitely want to ally in with things like Admech or or Astromel. Terra, an army that really needs a, a good durable ally. Uh, I don't. Th- looking at their points changes, I don't think you'll take anything but the the Caladius Grav Tank. And I'm like Val was saying before the podcast, it might even get FAQ'd. Uh, we don't know if yeah. this Jeff Jacker proof yeah. came out before the September or the uh, late August custodies changes or not. So we don't know if this is something that GW intended or Me. if that they're going to FAQ afterwards. And it's really a Forge World thing, which w- Forge World is the Wild West right now. We have no yeah, idea what's going to happen. But- For and also, I agree. Um,
0: Based on delivery times that I mean are pretty obvious. If you're a White Dwarf uh, subscriber, like the uh, you know their LVO commentary comes out in June, so like it's <laughs> it's they're, they're they're you know about six months. Uh, it seems to be the lead time on their on their uh, published materials. So I would say that uh, odds are this was in a crate on the way back from China when those changes happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if you did see a fact to, uh, yeah. to, to correct that kind of like in the first chapter approved when they made all the changes to guard and then they mm-hmm. had, and then they, they went back and forth three or I think three times. Yeah,
2: so. And, and what I would say to that is, is I think we, you guys also made the valid point of pre space Marines, that 20 point increase was definitely needed. Now it's a question of, is it, and it's hard to say like, just because Marines are so good, um like what changes are are actually like necessary or, or should be reverted. Yeah. Um other than that, the mm. the um I like the Alaris uh point cost decrease. Originally it looked like it was just five points, but after the axe decrease, it's now eight. Oh. Um if it wasn't for the fact that assault centurions exist, I'd be pretty spiced up about Alaris. Just because they're cute. You can pull off some pretty cool gotcha moments on people and not like the bad kind of gotcha, but the like overthought like strategic plays because of their uh c- their consolidation their consolidation rules and their uh, stratagems um if it just wasn't for those darn assault Centurions just being so much better than everything that kind of fits that mold
1: mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> I think ultimately I think what I'd grade the custodes faction for what they got out of chapter proved is if the Coladius graph tank points stay the same at a hundred points and not 120. I would say that the, uh, the faction as a whole is still neutral, but but as allies, they're winners. So <laughs> I guess the Imperium faction would be winners. Um, but the points decreases just make sense. I, I don't see Custodes dominating the field randomly all of a sudden. Uh, no. The Shield Captain on Donegal Eagle Jetbikes stayed the same, um, which I kind of thought maybe they dropped the points cost of it. I understand it's a really, really good unit. But if you want to make the Codex as a whole more viable, you definitely want to make its all-star units, you know, good. Um, and, you know, you want to give them their points decreases. But, eh, eh. I don't know. I, I'm overall kind of meh about the Adeptus Custodes as a, as a pure faction.
2: As they are my favorite faction, I try to be as excited as I can for them, and I am just only a little bit above meh. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> a little bit above meh. All right, that's the grade we'll give them. Moving on to the assassins, officio assassinorum. This one was interesting. Uh, I you don't so so I actually got in a big argument with Reese about this. Um, he said that it was completely warranted. Right, each assassin, if you don't know, got increased by ten points. They went from eighty-five points to ninety-five points. Which was already, at 84 points model, was already a bit of a nerf for the Everser, for example, which was 75 points originally before they got all bumped to 85. But Mm -hmm. it was warranted because of the White Dwarf that the Assassins got released in, where they got a ton of new rules and they got a lot better. So now you have these 95 points for a model, which, if you compare to any single model in the game, is actually still really good for what you get out of an assassin. So 95 points for an HQ choice that has all the options they do and the versatility is still good. But, uh, and Peter, the stats guy, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't see a lot of them currently on the tabletop.
2: No. Cause Marines killed them. Um, yes. Prior to Marines, uh, they showed up in about just under 30% of all Imperium lists. Um, they had at one point been like an eighty uh, percent prior to the CP adjustment, where they became two CP. That kind of uh, hurt them a little bit. And then yep. Marines, the fact that it uh, that they kill the Marine doctrines and Marines take up you know twenty five percent of all lists in the meta as a whole, um, they've practically fallen off the earth. You see them um, occasionally. Um, basically, anybody that's not running Marines that's still trying to make Imperium work, you'll, they there's a decent chance that they'll throw one in there. Um, but it's, uh, like, yeah, their numbers are way down. Um, that being said, as somebody that uh, does know a lot of casual players, like they hated assassins. So I, I'm not super shocked. They went up 10 points. The casual players definitely felt, felt the hurt more, I think more than competitive players when assassins came out.
1: Okay. So maybe that's, that's where the points came from. Yeah. Sometimes
2: we, I think we get a little too stuck on the competitive side and we forget like there's these other people that play this game in their garage That's and true. and uh and I think yeah just from some of the people that i I play with up here like if I ever I brought the pokeball assassin out they'd be like uh you could tell like the eye roll and it was like okay
1: yeah I mean, he's not that amazing cheesy.
2: but um I can see why you have you're a little frustrated so
1: yeah. yeah yeah overall obviously the assassins are losers coming out of the chapter approved for sure uh but you know i, I don't think I, I don't think they were st- extremely relevant in the competitive meta and if they do make the casual side of 40k a lot easier to play or maybe make it easier for less tournament focused players to stomach facing an assassin i think that's overall net positive so loser for for a competitive community maybe overall winner for 40k well we'll have to wait and see and I i
2: still think with at 10 points like if you really need them you'll run them it's not that big of a change right uh, for the the ca- bonuses from like the Calidus in particular
1: yeah i actually think the i wish they had done something um different with the uh with the uh, the execution force maybe made it cheaper or or some, something mm, that incentivized yeah. you to take it because i thought the execution force By itself, it takes up a whole detachment. It's not as good. Usually, one or two of those assassins just ends up being more of a liability. Uh, And, you know, it's 400 points now. It's 20 points off 400 points. Um, So, I I think that maybe they could have added something to encourage that. Uh, But, anyways. All right, moving on to Astromilitarum. Uh, these guys got a ton of points changes. Uh, I believe that when Chapter Approved was being written, Astra Militarum were probably one of the most dominant factions. Uh, we had the the triple Calidus grav tank with Astro Militarum allies. Uh, we had just come off the Castellan Astro Militarum and Castellan meta, which is very, very dominant. And then also, of course, Brandon Grant won the LVO with Astro Militarum. Um, so overall, I imagine when this when this got written, Astro Militarum were probably public enemy number one in the, in the GW playtesters and the GW rules designers' eyes. You so know,
0: it would have also probably have been um, one of the first um significant buffs from like vigilist attachments too that would have been being factored in because things like mortars and not mortars uh wyverns got got hit here mm-hmm. um uh, mortars punishers, were, yeah. yeah punishers mortars were being spammed in uh in, they've
2: been in, spammed for like a year and a half two years yeah like so maybe it was just
0: finally they they said all right we're gonna do something about it which is you know a little bit late but hey
1: yeah, and and they didn't. So they didn't nerf the the army completely. Uh, they didn't. They left command the Limanor's tank commanders alone, uh, which I other think other than the Punisher one, but yeah, other than the Punisher one, which they specifically, I think they only hit Punishers, not the tank commander themselves. Correct. Yeah, just the yeah. weapon. Yeah, which which you know I thought was a little undercosted to begin with, so that that's fine. Uh, and they also. Uh, lowered the points costs on the Tempestus Scion stuff, which, if you remember, the beginning of 8th edition was all the rage. It wasn't Tempestus Scion specifically. It was Elysians, but it was also Tempestus Scion in that kind of style of army with the four plasma gun guys with the commander dropping down and laying down the plane on stuff. So they did lower the points costs on those overall. Uh, and, and uh, you know, the Tempestus Scion army needed it. It was a really, really bad army uh, and also they lowered the points cost on heavy weapons, so they made all of the heavy weapons other than mortars a little more viable. Uh I always thought mortars were extremely undercosted to begin yeah, for with. Sure. I,
0: I liked I like Pete's hot take on Ogrins.
1: Oh what's the what's Pete's hot take on the Well ogrens? just the fact that like Ogrins went up?
2: Not Bulgrin's? Or did Bulgrins also go up? I don't believe they oh, did. Let me check.
0: I haven't it might be seen, wrong. I, I know that Ogren's Bogren's went up board. six
2: points, and I just had to question if that was a mistake. Like, did they? Someone go to, go to uh, GW go and be like, my, "Man, my, my ch- are are really trusty bad."
1: <laughs> Chapter approved 2018 edition. 2019. Tw- uh, I mean, got the He's got the 2020. He's a year ahead. I've got the 2018 edition. Also, Games so Workshop we'll guys, changes. have
0: you never bought a car? You know, like it's the. It, this is the twenty twenty chapter proof. Even though it's still twenty nineteen. This is the twenty twenty chapter approved.
1: Alright, so Let's Ogren it, went from twenty-four points to thirty points. Yes. What about Bulgren? Uh Bulgren went up to thirty five points.
2: So they they also got an increase?
1: Um Yes. I believe so. Because they're not in the chapter the chapter proof twenty eighteen. Up uh, but they in the chapter proof twenty nineteen, which means What did that you say they're at now? Sorry. Thirty-five. Thirty-five points up at base. And then why would you increase the points on
2: Ogren? It's just a question I've asked, because I have never once seen anybody run Ogrin.
1: I don't know. Why would you Ever. why would you make it so Cronus couldn't go in uh two whirlwinds, but not all the land raiders that Forgeworld has to offer? <laughs> I, I know. I know. <laughs> I just like I get it, I just... but it's just no. a weird thing.
2: Like, <laughs> It's just a weird, weird thing. And uh, Bulgren were already 35 points, so they didn't increase. Oh, okay. So that's my, that's my, weird. that was, that was what weirded me out. It was like seeing Ogrin go up and not Bulgren. Like to me, that means that some, like, I feel like some tester or somebody went to GW and was like, man, Bulgren are everywhere. People are running like eight or nine of them. They're kind of oppressive. <laughs> so GW was like, thought Ogrin, And then oh. like, yeah, G- some guy in GW was like, yeah, Ogrin. We're gonna mess them up, and the guy's like, "No, no, Bulgren." And they're like, "Yeah, Ogrin. They're the same thing." Hey, and wrong, then,
0: right, right. Uh, we'll we'll get back to you. Don't worry.
2: Yeah, and then they fixed it
1: by making the unit that no one took even more <laughs> unusable. Yeah. Just
0: and, kick and, them in the nuts. Yeah.
1: And here, here's a, as as a retailer, um, I get to see how they item code their items, and they don't item code Bulgren. They item code Ogrin. Well, there so you Ogren. go. So Ogren they just have the... no idea.
2: But at least on the plus side, um. Like, Bulgrin were saved because now they're, uh, comparatively, they're nowhere near as good as they used to be. They're still fine, uh, but they lost so much uh, traction with the Space Marine release that it's really good that they didn't get nerfed. I think it's a, it's a feather in the cap for guard. So, so the, thank you, Ogren, GW, for mislabeling the unit, which is what I believe happened in my mind.
0: The Ogryn bodyguard came through.
1: Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, it's really all it is. It took the um, points. It's either it took that the
2: or points. there's somebody at
1: Games Workshop that just gets his ass handed to him it, daily by It pulled by a 2018 Stompa. Yeah. 2018 Orc Stompa. And that it took the fall. Ogren took the fall for the, took the fall. You got the rest it. of the Bullgren.
2: Hashtag pray for Ogrin. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall, I think I think guard... I wouldn't call them losers for sure. Um, I would say that the meta guard, competitive guard lists are losers coming out of it. Mm. But also... Uh, you know Astra Militarum got a ton of little tricks and they're already like a tier 2 I wouldn't call them like a tier 1 super competitive army but they're already like a tier 2 army with a lot of really good stuff and with the Baneblade drops maybe we'll see a little bit more move to a mech guard which How, which how significant
0: were the Baneblade drops?
1: Um uh, you know I'm not At sure 40 points uh 20 to 40 depending on the model. Yeah. Yeah, they are still very expensive. They're still 400 plus points usually. So
0: like in the 5% range really?
1: yeah it's it's not it's not crazy uh,
0: that's another odd theme I noticed is that if it's small like <clears throat> the 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 point drops were actually com- like uh proportionally pretty huge in a lot of cases you know you'd see 10 20 and some of the Tau stuff's 30 40 50 percent um but if it's if it's got a lot of wounds on it, I don't think there were any big cuts to big wound models like from a percentage basis.
1: No, not really. the The bane hammer and bane sword went down to three fifty from three seventy. Uh, it, so that you know, and then also all the heavy weapons got points decreases as well. Uh, so like a lot of the like heavy bolters and las cannons and stuff got points decreases. So overall, you probably had like a forty point decrease on on average for them. Uh, but the storms, the shadow sword and storm lord, uh, stayed the same at four ten, right? So they and the bane blade stayed the same too at three fifty. So uh, they really only nerfed or buffed the Banehammer and Bane Sword and also all of them the, all of the weapons. Uh so I just like, know, like to like hit my some, cap for how
0: straight you kept all the different Baneblade variants there. That was very good.
2: Well, I I've, I've got a list with me I cheated. <laughs> I will say that um I do think that there is now a place for running a Militarum Tempestus uh, like minimum battalion for CP because it's going to run the same as your old Loyal 32. Um but you can keep them all in deep strike. And that way you're, because that's a big thing right now. Why, why we kind of stopped seeing loyal 32, stop seeing a lot of the screen units is because Marines and things just kill them so fast that it's almost, it's basically free kills. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing people play that, that new, like scion 17 or whatever you want to call it, uh, where you just <laughs> keep all those cheap units in deep strike till turn three, um, and, uh,
1: avoid the problems that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something you could consider. All right, so let's go ahead and move to Admech. Uh, Admech are the are my darling dark horse army pick for this year's LVO to do extremely well. Uh, they got some big they got some big uh, points decreases in their HQ choices, uh, and they also uh, the Icarus Dune Crawlers. Now I don't know which version of the Dune is better. Is it the Twin Heavy Phosphor Dunecrawlers Crawlers or the Icarus Dune Crawlers? Icarus were the ones that saw the most play. Okay, great. So so points decreases on those as well as the Electro Priests, which, you know, not bad. Uh, But overall, they stayed roughly the same with the rest of the units.
2: I think there's some really good stuff here for Admech. Admech already have a couple builds that are starting to see some competitive play, like the, um, uh, the Scorpius Spam List, where you run all the... The Dune Striders, uh, the, the the transports, and then you also run your your indirect fire with just a ton of uh, like plasma vanguard. Um, Electro priests still see a lot of play, and them going down in points is is excellent. Um, yeah, I think this is a big win for Admech because they were kind of on the verge of something, I think, and mm. uh, this will just help. Yeah. Icarus Dune Crawlers going down in particular because they did see a pretty consistent amount of play um, with the neutron laser version. Um, in ad mech lists like it's just free points for those guys so yep uh,
1: i i do i do love the uh the electro priest drop to for to basically 140 points for a unit of 10 mm-hmm. uh, so 14 points per model i do like that drop um overall i i think that we're gonna see like weird ad mech lists that ad mech players that have been playing forever are just going to do better with um so it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm waiting for Admic to to break out, but um, well, we'll see. They've been getting close. I
2: I mean, I I think they're on the verge. They're they're an army you gotta watch out for, they play pretty cool. So,
1: all right. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the next faction, uh, and that is going to be Imperial Knights. So this one, this one's interesting. Uh, uh, overall, um. I don't I didn't see much change for Imperial Knights in terms of uh, what people are going to be taking uh, mostly because Imperial Knights as a faction are largely it's the same list it's the gal the like, Gatling cannon Crusaders uh, you know but they did decrease the points in the Armagers and the Perceptors and Canis Rex uh, so you know models that people weren't taking before are still probably not going to get taken and then the gallant got got its points increased
2: yeah i think that's so. really the only thing like nobody was running the preceptor before because it's a pile of garbage yes um still is. and i i sh- and i shouldn't say nobody because i would see like one guy run it every you know three or four months you'd see one that would be like oh and five and he'd have a name like it would be named on his list they'd be like <laughs> Sir belafrix the gold and you'd be like oh i see what you did um, but that being said, um, like armagers, I think could see play with it, with the points decrease. Uh, we, you already see them a lot with chaos on the chaos side. Um, so on the Imperial side, I think that's the, the, like auto cannon armager may start seeing a, a little bit of an uptick. It has had success in previous lists. Um, it,
0: that so one that just one strikes is... me as just straight up good. Like it, the, the armager, especially too, in this meta too, just like having the, the three damage shots, the, the range is range is movement. I mean a point to drop on a AP good model is always that kind great. Of kills it. Fair.
1: Yeah, the, the the AP one kills it. I have been running Helverin I've been running, I've been running for a while uh and I just never I always found the Helvern to be so underwhelming uh it it, it did it did, if it sat back and was able to shoot six times in a game that they would usually do really well and it, to be fair it is designed to do that. However, there were just certain games when it just did nothing. And then I needed it to hold an objective, and then it would just get tagged and died, or it would shoot and just do nothing to the things it was supposed to hit. You know, like maybe three damage to like a rhino or something. You know, something some dedicated transport that I needed.
0: And for the record, uh, I think the one guy running, uh, running like a uh, preceptor, was uh, kicker. Uh, oh
2: yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> No. Uh, Actually, oh, now that I say that, I do remember. On the, uh, now, I did see a preceptor list go four and one once, and it once. blew my mind. And I like, I I think I wrote it down somewhere because I was like, "What is happening?" But I probably <laughs> threw it in the garbage because I just assumed it was like an April Fool's joke.
1: No. Uh, overall, I would call the the Imperial Knights Codex not losers, but almost losers. And eh, they're meh. You know, meh. just meh. They didn't get any. They didn't change much, which I think is a negative. Um, yeah.
2: I don't feel it. They like Imperial Nightstalk took a huge hit with the Marines list of of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um they've one of the biggest drops in like win rates and and things like people taking triple night. Um and so yeah, they they kind of needed something. However, at the same time, I don't think GW knew they needed something when this yeah. got written. So,
1: uh we're going to skip Inquisition uh because they did just get a White Dwarf. Uh not very many changes there really. Uh and the White Dwarf has the bigger changes for Inquisition anyways. Mm-hmm. so we're gonna skip those uh, yeah, we're gonna go blessed. on to the forces of chaos oh actually that's the end of the Imperium I guess other than Space Marines who I think have their own section Space the, Marines Space Wolves and yeah, Blood forces Angel of Imperium such. are yeah. separate from Space Marines from now from Adeptus Astartes GW has accepted that fact in that now it's Imperium and Space Marines <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well I mean half the range but for the record I mean like, half the range is power armor
1: yes like, 100% period.
0: So I'm I'm not too too surprised that there is a preponderance of of power armor stuff, and that they might be a little interested in making them not terrible.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, the angry spiky brethren of the space rings, the chaos space rings. They're first up on the list, and they got a lot changed to them. As a matter of fact, I would say that they are arguably the most changed faction in the last sixty days than any other faction, even space oh, yeah. rings. Um, well, well, yeah, because
2: Space Marines was a little bit longer ago, but
1: yeah, yeah. I think uh, Chaos Space Marines are the
2: like penultimate, not even penultimate, because would mean second best. They are the winners. They're the ultimate winners of this. They
1: just. Of, of the final quarter.
2: Yeah. The chapter approved um, plus their um, Faith and Fury. Man, Chaos Space Marines, such like, there's so much potential there and it's just, will it work? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The so Coltus just got dropped back down to four points, which uh, if you're a Chaos Space Marine player, you're rejoicing at. That's uh, amazing. Y- yeah, yeah. And then Chaos Space Marines going to 11 points a model, excluding more gear, is also really good. It makes them, uh, it's, I think, slightly cheaper than Space Space Marines now. Yes. Yeah, and and they're uh, they can go up to squads of 20. So yes. uh, th- that's what Sisters did. That's in the realm of what Sisters used to do with horde power armor, except these are also strength four. Bolter wielding plus one attack on the charge angry like you know power yep. armor. and marines.
2: red corsairs ones give you a ton of extra cp yeah. like there's lots of good there out of out of that um I don't think that's what everyone's super excited about there's like a minimum amount of excitement there but yeah like... <laughs> which
1: is which is funny because I I actually am particularly excited about them but there's also you know of course the the changes to noise marines obliterators got a points decrease obliterators they absolutely yeah. needed that uh, and as i found out they are totally an infantry choice. So take that, Reese, Or, you know, <laughs> whoever said they weren't. Whoever led me to believe that they weren't. Yeah, um, guy. Yeah, who's dude. not
2: Pablo's boss.
1: Yeah. Probably. Anyways, D- Demon Princess with Wings also got a points decrease, which I thought was kind of interesting. Because Demon Princess, I felt like, were some of those competitive parts of that codex. Yes. Uh, I
2: agree. It was odd. I... See, like, because they they increased the points on Death Guard, Demon Princes, and Thousand Sons ones. And decreased on um, Chaos Space Marines and Chaos Demon ones, didn't they? Or did Chaos Demon ones stay the same? Uh, you
1: know, I don't know. We'll get to it when We'll get Chaos to it later. Yeah. Anyway,
2: like, it is interesting that they got a points decrease. Because I did feel that they were good. And with the Faith and Fury stuff, they become, like, incredibly good. Like, uh... Lightning claw or even just like Hellforge Claw, whatever you want to call it, demon princes are absolutely spectacular now.
0: I think yeah. also just from a, a conceptual basis of, of, you know, using chapter Proof to rebalance, actually increasing the points on the good choices and dropping points on underused choices, I think, is a is a good way to go to force some change in the meta. Um but this is one of the rare situations where it actually happened was with the Demon Prince, where they actually sort of stratified them based on, you know, what is being used and what has been Yeah, effective.
1: Yeah, yeah. Raval's right, because the Thousand Suns Demon Prince and all those Thousand Suns characters did get points increases. Yes. Uh, so so that's 100% correct. Al- although people were starting to move away from the Demon Prince, the Thousand Suns Demon Prince, towards the middle and end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was already trending down. However, uh, that does show that GW specifically pointed to the thousand cents demon prince and said hey you're a problem model but the rest of your data sheets aren't we're going to nerf you but not the rest of the demon princes so that that is cool some some, uh good good play testing and good rules changing if a little bit late yeah yeah, yeah, but still
2: like let's get back to something here chaos space marines i really hope for once they're happy I know Don Hoosen's happy. He messages me, like, six times a day, which is, like, little <laughs> whispers. He's like, hey, has anyone ever used a blank model? And then he's like, no, he's no, that's never happened Don. No one has ever used that model. He's like, I think it's good now. And it's, like, oh, he's, like, in small font, and I don't know how he does it. Because um, he's, like, he's really excited. But you know what's going to happen is he's going to show up at LVO with, like, Alpha Legion, and he's going to go... Like, seven and two, and he's going to be super depressed, and then no one will play Chaos Space Marines because he'll stop. That's exactly what's going to happen. Because he is, like, the leader of that community. He is the, like, they When he said he was going to switch to either Space Wolves or Space Marines to end out the season, like, hundreds of people just, like, mm-hmm. sold their models immediately. They couldn't deal with it. They're no, like, Dawn has bad. given up on us. He has forsaken us. And now he's returned. <laughs> Uh, he is so excited that I brought him up by the way, right now. Like he's like, he's in bed right now. I know. Cause he likes to go to bed early. Um, but he's just thinking like someone's talking about
1: me. He's, he's going to wake up in the morning. Yeah. A little happier than normal. He's, uh, he's
2: going to, he's like in his sleep, he's rubbing his belly and just thinking like, Oh,
1: I have to listen to chapter tactics. Yeah. Boom. All right. Uh, Don, uh, I, hopefully you go, you finally make a top eight at the LVO. Um, but yeah, Chaos Space Marines, they're they are good. I'm interested to see what people come up with. And honestly, the Chaos Space Marines players and faction have always been the ones I've most enjoyed uh, because there's a lot of really good Chaos Space Marine players down here in SoCal that always come up with really interesting, really good lists that make me want to play Chaos Space Marines. Uh, I never make the plunge, uh, but I'm just excited to see what people come up with. Uh, and also... One final sad note is mutilators did not go down in points. Mutilators are still amazing. 35 points. Base. It's amazing how
2: bad they are. And that like, I think they will just never be touched. I think I they will just, yeah, they may even go up in points someday just as like a slap in the face. Just like, you think we all want
1: these to exist? Someone in like GW just hopes that they of... just disappear from the line. Yeah. I, just... uh...
0: Yeah. I I, I want to just point out here that the Lord of Skulls drops sixty point five points at, yep. uh, from its base cost, and mm. a ninety four point drop on the Hades Gatling Cannon.
2: Yeah, it dropped so like one hundred 100 point drop sixty points. Okay, so
0: that that is that's the first big model. Like, where's the, where's that love for the Stampa King of Beers? Sorry, I'm being too salty here. That's awesome. I love that the big model got the drop.
2: Yeah. And I think it's going to start seeing some play. Um, I think that uh, Warp Talons were already, everyone was like, will Warp Talons work because of how good they are with Night lords, And a point drop for them makes it incredible. Mm-hmm. Helldrakes were already fringe seeing play. Yep.
1: Possessed. Um, yeah. Possessed getting a point drop. Possessed
2: was... with all the buffs they just got, plus yeah. all the new stratagems. Yep. Yeah. I'm. This excites me the most just because of the amount of new list builds I hope we see. And I yeah. just hope that they that a couple of them catch and work.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. All right, so let's go ahead and move over to uh, Death Guard. Not much to see here. Just uh, Death Guard getting their Terminators decreased. And, yeah, de- uh, uh,
2: Death Shroud Terminators going down is good, because um, you might see more of those like Mortarian lists with the Bodyguard just so he survives a turn when stomping.
1: Yeah, the, the death guard are I, you know i I've, I've actually i actually think death guard are a good spot right now they're not good in a good spot competitively but as a faction they have mephist are not Mephiston, they have mortarian they have this big awesome in primarch model uh, they're mm. really they are still really durable they have access to the second best allies and some of the best ally units in the game um, and so for a casual player to start death guard it just makes a lot of sense. They have a lot of cheap options from that Dark Imperium box set that aren't bad. Um, and mm-hmm. overall, I kind of like where Death Guard are right now. They're kind of like the beginner chaos, the beginner 40k player army for people who don't want to play Space Marines. Um, you know, they're they're durable. They're not too punishing. They've got some cool, neat tricks. Uh, they've and they've got, got a, cool a nice model.
2: centerpiece model. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're you know, I just I like where they I like where they are as a faction right now. And I understand that that they're not hyper competitive, and so some people might be disappointed in that, but if you want to be hyper competitive with death guard and chaos space marines and stuff, I think you just run chaos soup or some, you know, variety of chaos soup power armor. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It. That's it. Take that. Uh, all right. Uh chaos demons now. Um so this is un- this is the one I actually looked at the least. Uh the the basically I forgot the data the data sheets the da, the data sheets that had the chaos demon changes, mm-hmm. and so I'm uh, um, I'm gonna rely on you all a little bit more. But the I think the big thing here that we can take away from it is that plague bearers and the gym vessel the quote unquote gym vessel list uh, did get hit by the chaos demon by the chapter approved nerfs, yes. um pretty hard.
0: It's interesting to me that this of of like there were a lot of you know boogeymen that this you know, Chapter Approved would have been responding to, certainly. And it's interesting that of all of them, that the bears were, were sort of marked to be uh, appointed.
1: Do, so I, that actually brings up an interesting question that I have for both of you. Do you think that this Chapter Approved missed the mark by a wider time margin than other Chapter Approveds? Because I felt like last year's Chapter Approved, although definitely there were some premature, some late nerfs, it just didn't feel as bad. Do you think that's maybe that the timing was increased or do you think maybe that space Marines warped the meta that much?
2: It's, it's the latter space it's Marines space warped Marines. the meta that much. If space Marines didn't exist, um, a lot of these changes make so much more sense. And then mm-hmm. there's just, you know, a handful like Ogren where you're like, what is, what happened here? Mm. Um, yeah. Cause like plague bears, um, if, if Marines don't exist, plague bears are still terrifying, especially in the right hands. Um, there's a lot of armies that just don't have a, a good way to deal with them, uh, so and and still be able to deal with anything else. So them going up in points, I still think needed to happen, um, just because you know not even like there's 75 of the of the world that doesn't play Space Marines, but that one one in four have no problem murdering them. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. heralds of Zinch going up a little bit. little weird that one kind of i wasn't a hundred percent on um the wing demon prince dropping was like uh is is, because i'm pretty sure he did drop like 15 points just like the chaos demon one that was surprising to me because the like the corn axe prince was around six months ago everybody should have known about that Mm -hmm. um and that's definitely a guy that's uh pretty cheap for what he does
0: and he dropped as well the bloodthirsters did yeah
2: yeah. Well, the the Bloodthirsters as well. Bloodthirsters barely saw play. Um, so I'm really happy the greater demons went down. I think there's a, a build, uh, which we've already seen a couple times uh, recently um, for Slash with the Keepers of Secrets. And now that they're even cheaper, it's a list that specifically works um, with the right terrain. Like, if you have two big Novaels or slightly bigger than normal Novaels, uh, like a slanesh Keeper of Secrets list can actually do work against a lot of the lists that exist now since screens have started to disappear. Um, so,
1: yeah. so uh, another thing about the Chaos Demons that I wanted to give a big shout out to was uh, the Goonhammer.com guys. The Goonhammer guys uh, put out a really great article uh, where they review all of the balance changes. For chapter approved for every faction, talk about uh, who the big winners and who the big losers are on a unit by unit basis, as well as their own takes and predictions of where chapter approved are going to go. It's a really good article. Um, it definitely helped set me in a mindset of looking at chapter approved m- a little more analytically for this podcast. So it helped me out a lot. And um, they mentioned something about the the hordes of slanesh getting changed, and that's actually something that I'm seeing echoed across all of the chaos players as well. Slanesh had some really good options. You know, they had the Contorted Epitome, they had the the Slinesh Demonettes who were getting better, they had their their big their big demon Prince, um or whatever it's called, the keeper of secrets. Keeper of secrets. Yes, keeper of secrets. Uh and they also had a list at the Renegade open go five and one with just yeah. the Slanesh Demons army. So As a
2: Assa Carlson, yeah.
1: Yep. A Asa Carlson. So you know they got they they have a lot of cool tools in there, and they also still have Chaos Space Marine allies uh, for people to go in and help out and supplement some of their weaknesses, specifically weakness to bolters. Um, I like that GW pushed Slanesh demons as a whole this year. I think it's good for the faction. They were always the redheaded stepchild, quote unquote, bad faction, the mutilators of their faction, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Like- uh, only now,
2: like really weird and uh, like masochistic people like like Paul Winters played pure uh, slanesh, so it's yeah. super cool that they actually got a lift.
1: Yeah, and and so uh you know slanesh demons uh, they got better corn got better uh you got changes to greater unclean ones as well um and so overall basically if you weren't a zinch chaos demon player uh you got some points decreases to a moderate points decreases in chapter proof twenty nineteen so I think overall the faction. Uh, you've got a lot of winners, um, not only because of the points decreases, but also because of what Chaos Space Marines got too. So pure Chaos players uh, rejoice. Hopefully we see something out of Richard Kozart. you know, coming out. He is a really phenomenal player who absolutely has the intelligence to make something crazy and wild out of these points changes. So I- I'd be interested to hear what he has to say or what other players like him can do. Uh, maybe Nick Natavati makes a big triumphant return to Chaos, although Negative. I doubt it. I did. He's probably going to stick with space marines. Don't go there. Like,
2: there's, there's like four chaos demon players that you just, like, you just, you're going to break their hearts
1: if, the, if that doesn't come true. So just don't. don't do I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to call them out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get them because these are, these are players because there were players that were that made their names off of really good chaos lists that that did really well. that are now no longer playing chaos. It's just yeah. Ooh. Yep. All right. The uh, cast
2: space marines. Don't do demons.
1: Both mixed. Both of sure. Them. Don't. I think we'll probably see we'll probably see chaos space marines with maybe uh like a contorted epitome or some other yeah really you'll small... see like a bit of it some kind
2: yeah. of demon detachment on the side or a mixed like stuff with the demon keyword anyway yeah.
1: all right so chaos knights uh they got the same decrease to their war dogs I think is what they're called
2: yeah which is amazing for them it's way better than for the imperial side yeah
1: yeah because their war dogs are are all one forty five so
2: yeah and yeah. they the like, Infernal Household on them, um, and even Iconoclast, depending on how you want to go, just like increases their efficiency so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chaos absolutely are a winning, they're a big winner out of the Codex, uh, not only because of the changes to their allies, uh, but also the Desecrator got decreased, the War Dogs got a little cheaper, and honestly uh, they've been trending up comparatively to their Imperium counterparts, so I think that they're probably the better Codex, better faction now, but uh, I don't know if stats support that but yeah, it definitely they, feels they, like
2: they well they, they they have been in an upward trend twen- uh, while yes peter trend <laughs> uh was well, Imperial Knights have gone down and yep. it's um, it's mostly because they've got a couple lists that that can do a lot of work against marines they're not at a winning win rate against marines yet but they're close compared to every other faction let's say so
1: All right. So let's move on to forces of Xenos forces. Hey. Uh, First being craft worlds. (laughs) So Val can go back into his corner. (laughs) So uh, actually, Val, I do have a question for you because we have, there's another trend Uh here that we haven't talked about. Yeah. And that's the trends to character cuts. So yes, GW in general has been cutting characters down by the largest margins comparatively to the rest of the codexes yes uh, and eldar no exception why do you think why do you think GW's moving towards this kind of I, I don't want to call it hero hammer because they they still are expensive models um, i think
0: well i mean i could take a couple cool. of guesses there's yeah, two yeah. trends that actually since eighth dropped and they began making points adjustments there's two trends that have remained consistent uh, which would be drops to vehicles and drops to characters. I think coming out of the gates, whatever their rubric was for pointing vehicles and characters definitely overshot the mark. Um, so a lot of that stuff has come down over the years and characters specifically, I think, because um, access to cheap characters just gives you such a less bit building advantage because they're a requirement for any detachment. So I think that's that's largely the reason why and because they are buffing characters in most cases um they uh they allow you to sort of up the let's say the offense or in some cases defense of of a list so because they're linchpin models and were pointed very aggressively in the other direction i think out of the gates um they've they've come back the other way and i think it actually is a a good instinct
1: yeah and and so i have a kind of a theory about this the beginning of 8th edition characters were king you, you had uh, characters all over the place, and I think GW reacted to that by increasing points costs on characters and overall uh, just making characters uh, these more expensive kind of hard-to-kill models that were these big linchpins of armies. And so what ended up happening was we got hordes, we had uh, <clears throat> ways specifically to deal with characters, uh, melee armies could specifically do really well against characters. Obviously the castle was just nuking characters with missiles. And, mm. and then we kind of had a trend away from characters uh, because they became more of a liability. And now with these points decreases uh, characters can maybe make a comeback uh, especially because they're maybe not as... a lot of them aren't as uh, strong as we originally perceived them to be. Uh, or we got more rules. I don't I'd know.
0: say the only book that dropped and um, probably had um characters pointed the way that they seem to be balanced now uh, would be Gene Steeler cult mm. um outside of that every single book that's dropped has seen massive decreases from the yeah. original points
1: yeah they were all over
0: yeah I think they're just out of the gates they just overestimated what what a character should be and because again like so like there were some um lists that were definitely hamstrung by the fact they only had access to very expensive characters uh gray Knights we haven't talked about yet big deal for them was just like just no access to a cheap character and also i think that has to do too with with the fact that you know once upon a time you could mix based on you know the broader faction keyword too so imperium used to be able to fill you know like have a you know mixed soup detachment in the original design if you really wanted to um which you know very rapidly wasn't allowed anymore Uh, i think in general like because of how Iterated the game got as as like more restrictions were piled on as as we we sort of played it and found some some uh, some areas that uh, Were exploitable and they added you know the rule of three they added uh, the the sort of uh, uniform detachment rules can't remember the right word for it Um, All those types of restrictions some of their old pointing was no longer that relevant and some of their change points were no longer relevant Um, So yeah, I think it's just part of the evolution of the game
1: Yeah, I agree all right, uh, so let's talk specifically about World Eldar now. <clears throat> they got a lot of points changes, or uh, points decreases, uh, with the exception of, of course, the uh, Wraith Fighter, which got its points increased, which uh, makes sense. The Eldar Flyer List was, you know, arguably the best and only Eldar list that competitively Eldar had. Uh, and then, <clears throat> uh, other than that, not much. I think Eldrad also got a uh, bumped up back to his original points cost. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Crimson Hunters and Eldred, uh, basically the only things that really got hit.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, I think, I think this is good overall for Eldar. I don't know where they stand on the grand scheme of things. They... I think. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I think
2: Eldar are in a very good spot right now.
1: Okay, and th- I don't know. So so. It, it, the faction in general, the Eldari faction, Dark Eldar, Eldar, and Harlequins, are in a very interesting spot in that... Because when we get to Dark Eldar, we'll talk about their changes. Um, I don't know which of the factions is is better than the other. I don't know if any of them are clearly better than the other. And I don't know if an uh, Eldari soup army is the way to go. Um, so this kind of leaves me wondering where they stand. I think they're big winners when it comes to chapter approved. But predicting where they're going to trend it's really odd for me. I wish we had Scarion because he could, you know, obviously add a lot more on the Dark Eldar and Eldar side. But where do, you all, where do you both think Eldar are going to trend as a faction, as a super faction as a whole? Val, do you want to go first?
0: Well, I mean, I was probably going to ask a question because I'm pretty much the most ignorant guy on this podcast. But um, I would say that Eldar do seem to still be a relatively strong uh, faction just from you know the the, the tools they're in their kit they've all they've been one of those factions too that have had two wildly powerful builds that are just sort of obviously better than everything else and i mm-hmm. do wonder a little bit if you know like they, they are aggressively pointed in the i guess the good way in the sense that you know there's a lot of cheap very powerful, very high damage output options available to them that got better for, with, with the Psychic Awakening stuff, making them more efficient with all the X-Arc abilities, etc. Um, I just feel like there are lists out there that maybe now that, you know, A, flyers have been pretty significantly countered by Space Marines, and, um, you know, B, they've been pointed up. Um, L, uh, you know, obviously, Inari's been dead for a long time. Maybe now we start seeing some different list builds, and I don't know. Pete would be the expert. Have you started to see that kind of innovation coming out of Eldar now?
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, There's a few really strong players um, in the UK side of things that have uh, started bringing out some pretty spicy stuff, um, particularly in the craft uh, craft worlds. I think craft worlds uh, got the kind of best out of that Psychic Awakening 1. Um, Dark Eldar and Harlequins definitely. Uh, Harlequins actually got nothing, but Dark Eldar got <laughs> got some nice stuff. Dark Technomancers is uh, really strong, um, but I think Eldar now have a couple of builds that, in a decent player's hands, are are going to go the distance. Uh, we saw Colin Sherman win an event uh, a GT recently with Eldar. Um, he's constantly pumping out different uh, like. Variations of lists just based off this, the decrease in points to Shining Spears, which we're still seeing play even with the Kill of Anari and a decrease in points to Dark Reapers, I believe also Um, like they're in a really good spot, Um, not to mention all of their Exarch powers. Um, Hmm. There's so much play out of Eldar right now that I think they are. In a really good spot, particularly Craft Worlds, and I would
0: like to tip the cap that uh, GW doubled back on some of those things that were up pointed uh, because yeah. of Yanari abilities. Really, now they don't exist, and they brought them back down again. They reacted to that, which is which is great. Oh, so things I, I'd like, Shining like to see, I'd love, love to Dark, see that
1: happen way more. Dark Reapers and Shining Spears got points decreases. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Um, it's bullshit. <laughs> well. Uh, You know, we will have some players come out of the woodwork who are two years behind in the meta, screaming about Dark Reapers getting points, decreases. Um, Yeah, I mean, Vibro Cannons are absolutely
2: stupid with the Expert Crafters, so that's another thing people should be watching out for, because I expect that'll be a list. Um what other things have I seen? Oh, uh, Steven box has been playing around with, uh, ax wraith blades. He was texting me the other day to, about how excited he is about uh, playing with them. So, so there's good. lots of good stuff out there and They're... box has been playing Ultramarines. Uh, so So yeah, he's switching, it... there's some good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I really, I've actually always liked every time I've seen the wraith blades on the table, I've always thought they overperformed. Um, and so, just to you know, see them get the points decrease again, uh, they're definitely a, a unit that you should keep your eye on uh, if you're playing Eldar. Alright, so let's go ahead and move on to the next faction, Dark Eldar. So, Dark Eldar, Drukhari, um, got points decreases and points increases. Uh, they were probably the most powerful single faction out of Eldar, all the Eldar. Uh, they had the most competitive options. They were overall widely regarded as a really good codex with a lot of good options. So we got some uh, obviously some HQ drops, some obvious drops in Reavers, but we also got some increases in Ravagers and Razorwing Jet Fighters. Uh, Peter and Val, what are your thoughts?
0: I, I don't know. I, I wonder what the changes to Ravagers are. they Are they relevant at all now?
2: Mm. I mean, <laughs> Peter answered I don't think. It. <laughs> like, I don't, I think, uh, no, I don't really think that, they, I think they lost too much with the Marine release mm-hmm. initially when mar- Marines came out, people were like, Oh, drukari are super set because they kill Marines easily. Look at what disintegrator cannons do. Um, but then forgot that, uh, just like ravagers can be shot back at, right. That it's not like a, it's not like they're the only thing shooting and they just die too quick. Um, so we've been seeing an increase in like Raiders and Venom spam lists, mm-hmm. um, so the drop to Ravagers I think is a, a bit of a hit given where they like they that they kind of like that this seems like a a six month ago it, it was something that should have been looked at maybe not so much now
0: I don't know am I am I mixing up my rumors with my reality did, did Talos uh, wind up getting a uh, getting a big bump. I remember 18 points, but that may have been just a bunk rumor previous to the I the thought they group. did,
2: too. I believe Talos did go up. Yeah, Talos went up to 75 points a model. Yeah, um, but I believe... Grotesque uh, went down? I don't think Grotesque went down. I think Grotesque stayed the same, which, yeah. is, which I wish they had gone up a little bit. They were a unit that I felt ha- is still quite strong now that uh, uh, the Psychic Awakening is out. Like, they, they did... They they I feel like they probably could have used going up a couple of points grotesques. Not like a crazy amount, but like two, three, five, whatever.
1: Yep. Um now <clears throat> I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but was did GW limit the change to the AP modifier the I'm sorry, the minus to be hit modifiers? No. All right. I, I could have sworn that was uh, that was probably a rumor somewhere. There were a lot of rumors also flying there is around. There was a lot of really bad rumors about this. It was great.
0: Chapter Approved brings out some serious shit posting. I got real, I got kind of lazy with rumors last year and like bought into some Chapter Approved stuff. And it was the only time, it's like one of the only times I can think of where I've I've read bad rumors in a long time. So this year I didn't listen to any of them and it seems to have panned out
2: yeah. yeah, There was a lot this year for, in terms of like just bad info. Um, there was some good, but because there was so much bad, it kind of got tossed in with it. Um, in terms of uh, like Drukari themselves, like Drazar being so new and and getting a drop is interesting. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but I mean, good. He's a good unit that I thought was going to start seeing play and already has so.
1: Alright, so let's move on to Harlequins here. The Harlequins got the biggest points dropped, comparatively, uh, to the rest of the Eldar. Uh, they, the Starweaver got a huge point drop, I think an 80 point, or I think they're 80 points now, Skyweavers? Yes. I was yeah.
0: gonna say, Skyweavers are free now.
1: <laughs> Skyweavers are free! <laughs> no, um, but no, their troops got dropped down to 11 points a model, which is great. Um, their fusion pistols went to seven points a model, um, so you know instead of spending almost thirty points a guy or whatever they costed, um, it's a lot cheaper now. Uh, overall, um, you know the Harlequins they they got some they got some cool little buffs, uh, and unfortunately they didn't get anything out of the uh, Psychic Awakening book. But um, you know uh, they're a really good cheap ally choice now for Eldar with some good options. I think that uh, I think that. Harlequins
2: are a—they're kind of like my dark horse pick for someone picking them up and doing something with them now.
1: With like the pure podcasts. Harlequins, yeah, wow,
2: yeah. or or almost as pure as you can make them. Harlequin uh, primary lists, even though there's so few of them, have some of the best uh, win rates in a post Space Marines world of any faction. Now it really? could just be because there's a, a like a small like it could just be the amount of people playing them. Um, but the like they they've been pretty static at about like a fifty four percent win rate, um, which is like you, like in the good. past I would say was too strong,
1: yeah. Um, so
2: <laughs> yeah, like I would expect with these point costs, like there's some really good Harlequin players out there. Alexis Putt, um, in the Southeast US is a really good player, mm-hmm. um. Recently in Australia, the best overall at their uh, Western Australia Masters was our Harlequin player. That uh, that they, they went five and one at that event mm. at a major. So like, there's a lot of really good. Uh, there's good Harlequins players out there for sure, and I think this just makes them and better enough that we might see one pop into that top eight at LVO. Not yeah. going to make a promise. That's like my dark horse of dark horses is somebody. Mm. With at least some talent, taking this taking harlequins to the max. And I don't know
0: if in the in the spice world that we live in, um, if skyweavers were still getting as much play as they had been sort of in late summer. But um, uh, they went down yeah. even. So even the stuff that was being sort of used uh, and, and like cherry picked out of the list did go down too, which is good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think Peter, you're 100 percent correct. Uh, traditionally, in the past, even since seventh edition, uh, gene circle and harlequins were always the two factions that had a lower percentage of people playing them. But usually, a few good, really good competitive players, uh, brought the faction up as a whole. Um, you know, uh, especially with harlequins, um, mm-hmm. where one player would just go on streaks of doing really well at a few tournaments, and then all of a sudden, harlequins would look really good. But really, it's just like. Two guys winning a bunch of games with Harlequins and then disappearing uh, because they couldn't make it to the LVO or whatever. So uh, it, you know, I, I don't agree that they will make. I don't even think they'll make the like the top fifty at the LBO. Uh We did just hit a thousand players. Um,
0: yeah, top fifty is uh, a pretty serious place to to finish.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think we'll see Harlequins player in the top fifty. We might see Harlequins player go five and one, uh, but top fifty is kind of a Kind of interesting. I think we had someone join in.
2: Oh, that was just—it was just me. Peter I I, I unplugged my mic by accident, and when I do that, it causes all sorts of issues. He's
0: a—he's 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 hand, a handsy. I game, am. I know? get really
2: excited talking about things like Harlequins. Um. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, so you promised me we we're going to talk about Xenos, and we've just talked about Eldar. I talked about
1: Crap, Xenos. About... All right, let's <laughs> talk about Nec. Ne- do Necrons count?
0: Well, oh, son of a. <laughs>
1: You know what? Sure. We will skip... Sure.
0: Necrons. No, 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 no. Okay, no then, right, then I can. Right. Then I'll get to actually add stuff for a little while, <laughs> so, maybe. So,
1: so here's here's somewhere where um uh I'm not you know allow me to disagree with some with another content creator who I do respect in Goonhammer um that they came off uh, a little bit a little bit negative on Necrons and I actually think Necrons were in a good spot post Space Marines and um I know at the beginning of the Space Marines. Necrons were doing really well against Space Marines compared to everyone else. However, uh, Peter, where did Necrons stand now against Space? Marines? Oh, they
2: still? Uh, they're, they've <clears throat> decreased for sure. They're no longer at like a eighty percent win rate against them. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. They're they're more, but uh, basically, other than against Iron Hands lists, Necrons have been doing very well. Um, they've essentially been doing very well with um, like two lists it's really one list with a slight variation it's whether or not they took doom Scythes or uh, Tess- uh tesseract arcs i believe um mm-hmm. that's really yeah. been the only difference between the two lists that have had any kind of success in the space marine world it's just it's been consistent success and that's just like how necrons have been is they found that one build um and that's worked for them and it's one events it's come in second at a lot of events and that's kind of the only thing they've had. So chapter proved needed to be really strong for them.
1: Yeah, and and I actually think it was. So so they didn't get points decreases on on the hard hitting, commonly seen units in Necron lists. However, they got points decreases to a lot of really good units that I think absolutely needed them. I'm looking at like the Satan, the heavy destroyers, and a bunch of the characters. Uh, so mm. I think Necrons absolutely have the chance to. To do well against Space Marines and do well against this meta, and also you have to understand we have no idea what to expect out of this faction. It's not like fifty percent of the player base is playing Necrons, right? So it's still not a.
0: Know, it's still a surprisingly large slice of the meta. You're though, actually isn't it, yeah, people?
1: you're right. It, it's like five like percent or something. 12%. Oh yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, that's, that's about where Orcs I live. Yeah. yeah, it's where and most five, people when, live. And five percent is. five yeah, percent is is a good chunk of the meta, um, but it, it's it leaves room for innovation, right? You have you have these players who have been playing Necrons possibly even all season and you, you're giving them more tools to deal with space marines. And so we might see an interesting Dark Horse Necron list maybe upset like a, a really good space marine player. Um I wouldn't be surprised if you had like a a career Necron player, if there is such a thing, there show up to LVO. <laughs> <Yep>. And <laughs> there are not many, but the ones who are are are, you know, they're like definitely good like seven of them that exist they're there in it well, till the end. But... well I
0: remember I remember last year I, I think the the groans generally come from the fact that and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I suspect it's just the idea that warriors are still fe- felt to be overpointed and that being a core troop choice yeah. um, be uh, you know uh, kind of hamstrings them. but I mean you also have again a decrease in the care in a lot of HQ units and character choices. Which, again, yeah. will allow you to, to shoehorn more in just by virtue of you have to take uh, a lot of those.
1: Also, also Necron, the Necron Codex doesn't strike me as a super CP-hungry Codex. And with the increase to battalions, or with the CP increase to battalions, I believe Necrons can just get away with not running a lot of troop choices. They barely And that has be been right what down. you yeah, can Some say. of them don't I even think that... bother.
0: I think that's yeah. the vir- by virtue of the fact that they uh, don't really have a choice. I mean, Tau kind of finds itself in that in that zone too. Although Fire Warriors, like on mass, were sort of a meme list for a little while. <laughs> Ultimately, they're they're a liability, right? There's not that really good utility uh, troop choice that people can lean on aside from uh, you know I don't know maybe they have uh, what are the the bigger versions of immortals? warriors immortals immortals yeah Immortals with the with the Tesla rifles or whatever. Yeah, so, and,
1: and those weren't bad either they're, no and you still see not. tesla immortals yeah. if
2: somebody is going for a battalion like you'll get battalion, you'll yeah. get it but
0: i think i think they for the most part the list building swung from from like trying to you know build an army like everyone else to shoehorning as much of the efficiency as they could into each list and that's when they started having success like i remember post chapter approved last year Necron's players were were not pleased and they didn't feel like you know that many other problems were solved. Yet over time, they did find their way to competitive and GT winning lists, yeah. which is
2: more uh, so
1: than other factions. Yes,
2: yeah. um, I do think that there is a bit of an immersion problem there, and that like you read the lore, and they're supposed to be these like unstoppable, you know, hordes of robots, um, and they just don't play that way. So I think that is a bit of a problem in and of itself, in that like warriors are overcosted. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't know, I think that you could probably uh, drop them another two points a model, and they would still, that might make them where they need to be. I mean,
0: it, it could also be one of those things, too, where where chapter, not sorry, chapter approved, this is chapter approved, Psychic Awakening comes, Yeah. and uh, they get some buffs that, you know, allow warriors and, and, like, that reanimation stuff to actually be as powerful as it's supposed and to be. And a
2: decrease to the Resurrection Orb by, like, 15 or 16 points is significant like that's a that's nice so
1: you might be on the right track yeah Uh, and they also got some slight forge world points changes Um, nothing crazy the tomb stalker went down a little Uh, the tomb sentinel anything to the
0: spider uh
1: does that the 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 tech? no I think it stayed the same no no that Mm. that stayed the same um so you know I Overall, some uh, interesting points changes. None of the points changes were were tiny. No, um, they were all fairly significant. So we'll we'll see where Necron stand. Um, I mean, Wraiths already uh, so, saw
2: play. The fact that they got cut is yep. good. Um yep. uh, So that's that's a big one. Heavy destroyers you are now going to see a couple of those in every list. Yeah. Um, you'll probably see a lot of people trying uh, Deceiver tricks again because that was kind of like the go to move for the first two weeks. Yeah, the 10
1: Monster. Yeah. List. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if like a career Necron player knocked out like a top player who played to switch to Space Marines. There's a ton of them. so I'm not gonna name one in particular, but I wouldn't be surprised if we had an upset in the early rounds. Mike Snyder, uh,
2: he's gonna get murdered by Necrons at LVO.
1: <laughs> he plays Necrons too, which is super yeah, he's funny. He's gonna get just massacred he, by them. He, <laughs> he would be what I would con- used to be consider a career you Necron player who switched to Space Marines. Hopefully you've got. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you've got more than two games in now with your. Brains. You know, Michael Snyder has 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 got a better win record at the Elvio than Brandon Grant does. I I believe you. That man he is a more liar and a cheat. I bet losses. he
2: has, <laughs> scammed his way into so many
1: victories. But I love him yeah, by the way. But he's just. Oh my god. That's so funny because he's not like that <laughs> I at all know. <laughs> when you play him. I mean, he plays. But, um, That's his not what I heard on chapter. He time. plays his model oh, on the baby. side,
2: like because you know you, they don't have to be flat. There's nothing in the rule book that says they have to be flat
1: to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, well, I, I, you know, I think I think anyone who's down on Necrons right now, I think that uh, you're probably being a little too negative. Um, and I'm really, really, I get it. I get it, I get it though. Whatever.
0: When when you when you're when your list. When you don't have a lot of list build options, you just start feeling like, you know, memories of 7th edition. Although now is better than 7th because they have a list build option. It's true. So, you know, there is that. But, um, no, I I, I understand the frustration of just being painted into a corner with with what units are efficient with what you got to work with.
1: Mm. All right. Well, speaking of lack of list building options and being put into a corner, let's go to Orcs. Dirty Dancing. Oh, oh my. All right. So let, let's talk about orcs. So, Mr. Val, as the resident orc person, as I believe, as a matter of fact, you've been anthro, anthrocized into an orc. You uh, got to write the, the first time. Yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know if there was a different word. Is uh, orc an orc or yeah, Orc, orc morphosized in the chapter tactics banner. Uh, you you're an orc player. Not very many changes to orcs other than. Uh, some of the big negative changes. So, but what do you think? What's the thoughts here?
0: So, I mean, as always, I'm just going to contradict you immediately. Um, okay. So, a lot of the um, rumors coming into chapter approved were, you know, um, smash guns going way up. They went up two points, so that's like basically nothing um, in an orc in an orc list. So, the, if you want to run your 18 smashes, go nuts, everybody. Um, I, for one, uh, cry a little when I see that list. Um, the two. Um, the biggest wins i think uh in for works in, in chapter true was there's a lot of concern over loss of uh two specific uh hq units namely the Warboss on bike and the uh, big mac on foot with a custom force field mainly because there's nothing that really rep- replaces what a war Boss on bike can do you got the the um the war trike but he can only buff uh, vehicles and bikes he doesn't buff infantry and then uh, you also have uh, the walking KFF, which um, if he was gone, um, you'd only be able to use the Mega Armor with custom force fields. So big wins were just the fact that for whatever reason, some amazing thing happened and uh, GW decided to give them a legendary reprieve. Logically makes sense to me because there's a sick KFF orc model that I'm sure they could do a limited run of and um, the Warboss on bike actually falls under the forge world stuff. And what he is is just a generic Zad snark. So anyway, that's real deep in the weeds on orcs. <clears throat> um, in general, I think when you see a faction like this, and maybe you saw it a little bit with Necrons too, I get this I, I get I have a sneaking suspicion that orcs don't have an advocate um, uh, necessarily on the playtesting team, just because a lot of the points drops seemed a little more a little less nuanced. Um, although they did come. So, you know, like all of the uh, various uh, orc buggies that were released last year uh, and were ludicrously overpointed, they dropped anywhere between, most of them were 20%, and then the uh, the uh, the rocket one only dropped 10% because it was the one that anyone tried using, I yeah, guess. Yeah, the
2: migglebuck uh, scrapabop.
0: Yeah exactly. The Scrapjet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is <laughs> just a rad model. But anyway, they're all um, rad models.
2: It's just unfortunate that no one knows how how many points yeah. they should be or what they're actually called. Mm.
0: <laughs> it's the Megatrack Scrapjet, yeah. I'm pretty the Snagglebot sure. Snagglebots, you know, snag- um,
1: the Wasbomb Blasta yeah. Jet or the some the some other good things that Blast happened.
0: Buddy. Uh you know Burnaboys for what it's worth dropped uh I think two points a model or maybe more. Um, uh, you know, I was, I was hoping to see a cut on Mega Nobs, especially in the, in the current day and age. We, we didn't get it. Um, and then head scratch, you know, Def Dreads came down, Cans came down. Um, but then the bigger stuff, Morkonauts, Gorkonauts did not come down. The Stompa, the Stompa, tragically dropped, but dropped 50 points from, uh, <laughs> from its base cost. Of uh,
1: 850?
0: N- uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think base 850 and now it's 800, um. You know, and then sort of, you know, that, that's that's just sort of the weird thing. I was expecting things like a guy like Gaskell Thraka, who's, you know, classically pointed at 235 points, didn't budge an inch. I was surprised to see that. And also, you know, some of their, their name characters were were already well pointed, I think. You know, uh, Snick Rot for what you get at 70 points is great. Um, you know, Mad Doc Rotsnick, you know, maybe you could shave some points off of him. But anyway, those, those are nitpicks. One big thing that did happen that is awesome and potentially, I think, um, you know, uh, something that people were definitely trying to make work, but they were wildly expensive. They were at 30 points a model, and that is the Flash Kits, perhaps one of the finest kits in the Citadel range. Mm-hmm. Flash uh, Kits. Um, they have dropped down to 24 points a model from 30, so that's uh, a good drop. Th- 30%? 20%? 30%, right? 20%. 20%. 20%. There we go. Uh, I'm in finance okay so uh, flash kits I think dropping especially in the marine meta is uh, super handy and they could become a cornerstone unit we'll see if if it's enough um, and then over on the forge world side of things I was really hoping to see kill tanks revert to their original price or something a bit lower didn't get it which of course means that the stomp a mob is still not really anything you can ever run with a straight face um, yeah, I'd say orcs overall kind of stayed more or less the same. Defcoft has is, is dropped. Um, that actually is interesting as well. There's a lot of... Um, uh, they're probably the unit that's affected by the most amount of stratagems in the entire book. They were already sort of borderline um, you know, uh, usable just from their points cost perspective, and they dropped a fair amount in this update. So, you know, there are definitely some units that were good, and people were trying to make them work um, that now have dropped and maybe they have play because they're good strong utility units. Defcoptas and, and Flash Kits specifically, I'd say, are the winners here.
1: What were Meganob's points at before?
0: Uh, they 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 did not change. They were, they stayed the same.
1: They're still they're, so they were always twenty points a model before they, upgrades. They
0: got a drop, uh, I believe, in the last either in the codex or in the last chat. There was in the oh, Codex. Okay. they got a drop. Yeah.
1: Oh okay. I was just wondering because I was like, wow, they seemed like they've got cheaper, but.
0: Yeah. um you know but like then there's head scratches like the truck didn't drop you know that that could basically be no points um <laughs> battle wagons I mean battle wagons came down quite a bit um last year uh was, I, I guess again once again in the uh, in the codex however you know at 120 points again it's one of those units that orc players find a way to make use of because I mean it's a very handy model but it does feel a bit hefty in this day and age um and then on the on the forge world side a nice you know utility version of that a wicked model and an awesome unit thing like the big track you know still comes in at more than the battle wagon so the forge world side options basically didn't get touched the only thing that did get touched was the, the regular squigoth it it dropped down to 160 base and I don't know who asked for that um, whoever it was you know tip of the cap but maybe mention all of the other units next time all of them the custom stompa for example has not received a points drop, uh, despite the fact that the uh, the stampa got cheaper in the Codex, and now in Chapter Approved, the custom stampa is still like coming in at like twelve or thirteen hundred points.
1: It's the seventh edition custom stampas, man. If you remember back, Big, that was... Big Mac Buzzgob he <sighs> tore up the competitive forty k world with one percent of all of the meta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. i I mean they threw
0: him a bone I, i again i think honestly it's just you know i i just get this sneaking suspicion that you know perhaps there's a you know there just isn't anyone who really knows the in and outs of of the orc units and and what the orcs do well and what they could use help with like i would have loved to have seen a points drop on storm boys commandos um you know things that aren't boys that you know give a little bit more utility um but uh you know whatever i think uh, i think the orcs are still people are still slogging along with them i've abandoned ship personally because it's just too hard um some of the rumors again like grots going up to four didn't happen so uh i think the definitely not a worst case scenario for orcs um definitely for the people who are dedicated to them some good good little nuggets here
1: yeah um i I've got a theory about this as well uh, in that um, we've got a saying over here at Frontline Gaming called the squeaky wheel gets the grease, um, (laughs) which, which is obviously the, you get a lot of people for specific factions or armies uh, complaining a lot more than other factions or armies. And so those factions armies get the majority of our emails just by virtue of emailing us. We need to respond to them. Uh, Orcs are not one of those factions uh, that like to complain a lot. Uh, in general, I've noticed orc players to be very jolly, content folk who wah have a good time, have beautifully painted armies, um, and occasionally do well at a GT. Um, so maybe that's part of it also. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't
0: know if you've if you've ever um, you know uh, experienced firsthand the rivers of poison that are the uh, orc Facebook pages, but oh, no, um, I haven't. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're just sort of off the mark most of the time. I would agree. Maybe they don't have, you know, a real um, advocate in, in competitive play, despite their success. Um, you know, I think they're, they're sort of a. You know, Nick was playing them a little bit last year. Uh, he moved away from them as soon as he could to Gene Steeler Cult. Uh, you know, pampering bag to GT and there have been other you know a number of people in 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 Europe who've who've won with them yeah works I pretty springs to mind you know so like they, they they've finished well all the way up until the marine meta mm-hmm. I don't know how they're doing now mm-hmm. not good no. so you know I think essentially they what they need are you know essentially the build now is a lot of mech guns um probably 90 I, I think it still is 90 Talk boys. about
1: Anthony Birdsong's list yeah, Bird Songs like List. Something like that. Um, the 18, 12 you, to eighteen eight, Smash of Guns. And, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: basically what you're about to say. Yeah.
0: And you and you hope to duck uh bad tables and bad matchups. Um, uh, but you know, when one in four of them is a bad matchup, you know, you're you're probably gonna eat some poop. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Alright, so, uh, going from one Val Xenos faction to another, uh, argue, I think my pick for the biggest winner of Chapter Approved... Really? Uh, yeah, even bigger than Chaos Space Marines, who I think mm. are pretty big winners. I mean, they're, but, uh, they're a winner. They're, yeah. they're, they're an absolute wrong. winner, for sure. Uh, but, Tau. So, Tau got uh, no real points decreases, worth noting. You mean incre- uh, increases, you mean? Increases, uh, you mean? All, no, no, decreases. Like, they didn't have the the, the oh. things that were were problematic in in uh, tau army well you know what actually val do you want to take it away
0: yeah for sure i'm looking at a really nicely made uh spreadsheet here actually that sort of um puts it all into perspective some massive drops i think all over all yes. over the place the most important ones on the unit side of thing i think stealth teams and ghost keels uh stealth teams drop 30 percent from their base cost down from 20 to 14 um you've seen um let's see where's the ghost kill ghost kill oh where are you buddy anyway uh he dropped something similar um so that to me for tau is is a really big deal because they can uh, i think one of the innovations of the ziegler list was using pathfinder drones to get out into the neutral zone which is kind of nullified when you have a bunch of scouts Uh, That can basically block you out or, you know, Raven Guard getting up on your doorstep. They're not allowed to move out if there's something within nine of them. So now with stealth teams getting uh, significantly cheaper, um, you know, you might be able to see them uh, establish some pregame board control, which is only going to help that drones and Riptide list. Um, um, When you're looking at drones, um, you know, the stealth drones that um, Ghost Kills have to take, they dropped from 10 to 6 points. Um, an interesting one, although I don't think it's really going to make much happen for them. Sniper drones dropped a little bit from 18 to 16. Um, oh, baby. A, big, a big winner of of this actually is the Storm Surge, which on paper seems cool. Um, people did try to run three of them for a little while, but uh, it didn't really pan out. I want to you know, they, they dropped something pretty significant. I mean, their shield dropped 10 points. Um, their cluster rockets dropped 10 points. Uh, basically, every mi- uh, weapon system on them dropped significantly and their base cost. So, like, the pulse blast cast, pulse blast cannon, which is the shotgun one, dropped by half. Pulse driver cannon, which is the long-range one, dropped again almost by half. Um, so the storm surge has got on paper some play, but it's unfortunately hamstrung by bad rules. Um, not necessarily bad rules. It's just super vulnerable. It's got ve- vehicle keyword, doesn't have battle suits, so it can't be, you know... Uh, protected by drones a lot of the vehicles in general in Tau got cheaper so these are very much second rate um, uh, list options I think for Tau I I might be proven wrong I've been wrong about (laughs) Tau all the time Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm high yield missile, uh, the broadside and, and high yield missile pods went down, Mm -hmm. which was a bit surprising. Although again, broadsides are more or less a line of liability. Um, Anva got a big drop. So he's sort of a, a super ethereal, um, he was murdered in the fluff, but, uh, replaced by a very confident hologram. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so that's an interesting one, I think, just because he's uh, he's again a very good utility HQ unit, and uh, he dropped uh, looks like around twenty percent in his in his costs. So yeah, I, I think there's definitely lots going on, but things that immediately aid um, the um, the sort of the really good towel list, the really good durable can do it all type list, um, I'd say would be the the stealth suits, ghost kills. Of course, it's going to also cause um, those players to have to figure out some compromises around them. Uh, Piranhas also, uh, this is two in a row now that they've dropped significantly. They uh, shaved another six points off of their model cost. Um, on, the, on the weapons side of things, kind of fascinatingly, Fusion Blasters dropped four points from 18 down to, uh, to 14, um, which is a bit of a surprise. Um, and the one thing that I was really hoping for was a cut to uh, the Burst Cannon Uh, Which is an eight point four shot strength five no AP weapon It stayed at eight points which the reason why that's kind of a big deal is crisis suits that's the thing they have to take um, at a minimum and also that's the base weapon of stealth suits of piranhas of all kinds of things and really eight points just feels way too much for that weapon when you consider that you know gun drones carry essentially the exact same loadout in a different form of weapon. Um and that's free. So (laughs) it's a big it's a big um point uh premium to be able to take that on the things that it's available to.
1: Um Yeah, and actually I I realized where I made where I mistake where I was uh I, I said points decreases, I did mean point increases as well. Um they didn't get any real points increased is what the, I meant to say. Actually
0: there was one. And oh, it's Oh one. I had Scratcher. Yeah. It's uh early warning override, which <laughs> I think I saw Richard Siegler take once at a tournament between <laughs> Iron Hands dropping and the Iron Hands uh nerf. Uh he took it on a Yovara. And uh, that's the only time I've seen it in a while. I don't know if Pete's seen it in an attempt to deal with Gene Steeler Calton stuff. Uh, yeah,
2: I've seen it a couple times. It's 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 never been the thing that like made or or a list right yeah. like velocity tracker and target lock have always been far more popular and ats yeah. of course
0: ats on, on on smaller suits did drop It went from uh from eight to six which isn't nothing nope. uh so that's that's making your commanders cheaper marginally so um i'd say some of the biggest uh sort of like head scratchers would be like the yavara remains real pricey over 400 points when you when you bring it with some drones the
2: arvarna yeah um which has Uh, like never seen play in eighth edition
0: in any edition it's always been junk what arvarna
2: you sir do not remember when it was first released and was absolutely broken to the point where i think they sold out immediately as soon as someone saw the rules
0: oh you're right i think i was tricking a spouse into marrying me at the time good for you um (laughs) So, yeah, that would be my rundown. I think overall, I think Tau definitely potentially get better. I think Tau could also just stay the same. like that. Which is know, a win. The, the chestnut list as it is right now, um, I don't think really would have moved. It would have moved a handful of points. Maybe you get an extra drone or two. Yeah. Um, But if you want to change maybe a few of the approaches, maybe swap Pathfinders for Stealth Suits, um, which gets you, I think, some more utility, to be honest. Uh, But I, again, am not an expert. We'll have to wait to see what the uh, big Tau Dogs do uh, when we see them in some tournaments with these new points. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. So finally, let's talk about Tyranids. Uh, Peter, you were kind of down on them a little bit. Uh, So I was talking to Reese, and I'm not a big Tyranid guy. However, they they did get mostly points decreases, yes. and combined with the blood of the blood of Ball Book, mm-hmm. um, the the overall faction did get a buff. Yes. So, what are your thoughts on on chapter approved, and then also, um, kind of like where do you think they stand as a faction now? So,
2: I think
1: that Tyranids. Have
2: been one of the have been the lowest performing uh, non marine faction for a long time now. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, them and Blood Angels uh, like non marine. So I mean, like so because the power armor factions all kind of sucked for a long time, other than Space (laughs) Marines, right? And Deathwatch. Fair, fair. Um, uh, but Tyranids have been the worst. Um, and now that Marines have been released in Shock Assault. Um, blood angels and tyranids have been the lowest since the space marine release blood angels get massive buffs in blood of ball plus the point oh, the point changes they've gotten out of chapter approved um like blood angels are definitely contenders now i wouldn't i don't know if they're tier one they might be um i think they're more of a like you mix this with something else because their codex discipline is kind of garbage um at least in comparison to everybody
1: else's but like they got wait are you saying are you saying their codex discipline the the, extra attack that they get when ball? they
2: if they can make it to the third round.
1: What? Oh, well, when you compare that to this. all the other disciplines that everybody uh, else. Got. I think I think it's pretty good. I think it's potentially top five. No, uh, out of no. Uh, well, maybe <laughs> top five. Okay, uh, behind top five is top behind five Iron
2: Hands Raven Guard. I, I don't. Um, I
1: think it's better than Raven. Well, yeah, I guess uh, you're right. Honestly.
2: I still don't think it's because uh, it's assault phase, so you have to wait till round three to turn it on. Most games are ending by round two now. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they modify their lists because the game games have been going a lot quicker in terms of the lethality of this game. Regardless, mm. we're talking about Tyranids. Um, I don't think Tyranids got enough. They were the worst performing faction uh, since Marines have been released, um, discounting Blood Angels. Uh, <laughs> they've got a lot of stratagems out of Blood of Ball that are very specific. Like this X model gets this effect, right? Like there's a stratagem for Mallocks, a stratagem for Exocrine's. The exocrine stratagem is excellent. Um, it's just, can your exocrine survive? Because you can only put it on one to get that effect. Um, and is that enough? And I don't think it is. I don't think that they got near enough to be competitive. Um, their psychic buffs have been, were really the, the thing that sticks out to me as being anything worth it. In terms of the point cost decreases that they got, um, like the exocrine going down is huge. I don't really... Uh, like countenance any of the other stuff.
1: Okay.
2: And when I talk to some of the other like uh, bigger names that I know that play nids like you know, Alex McDougal or um, like, or, or a number of others, they all seem to be on or this Alex McDougal. Yeah, he's <laughs> the only one that still plays, but even guys that used to play them like Ines Wilson, John Lennon and such, they're all kind of, of the same mindset where, I mean, it's a buff because it is, but it's not what they needed. It's nowhere near yeah. what they needed. So so their status for the book would be winners
1: dot 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 winners question mark.
2: Question mark. I think biovores big, big are interesting winners? and I and exocrines and I would say that's just I, about it.
1: So I actually Lictors um, come I on. Really, Lictors got a cool strat. Uh, yes, if they survive, <sighs> they have a cool I strat. like I like what if you listen to signals from the frontline of last week, um some of the stuff combinations that we talked about that you could potentially do um were pretty big. I, I do like the options that they got. Um, I don't think that they're going to be the worst Xenos faction. I think Gene sealer Colt are now probably going to be the worst faction. No. Oh, we'll talk about them. They're next before we get to Space Marines. Um, maybe Gene Sealer Colts and Orcs. Um but but yeah, I think Tyranids, I think they, they are probably going to end up being somewhere where Necrons were like six months ago. Oh. So like here's my other thing about that. If Gene Stuhler cults got the worst hit, which I believe you're right, um, mm-hmm. like
2: that's Tyranid's only ally. Yes, that's true. So, oh, uh, so the uh, two well, hold on. Like the one got a slight buff that I don't think was enough, and then their ally, which should fix the holes that they would have, got hit really hard. I'm not sure, Ben. I'm just not
1: sure. You're right. You're right. But but hold on, Tyranids. Tyranids have a good Imperium ally. And astromilitary tank commanders, yeah. they just have to take a sneaky thirteen or whatever. <laughs> Gene Siricult are. I don't know.
2: <laughs> whatever By the their, way, their uh, when we did chaos, we skipped battalions. Thousand Suns, and I know someone is going to post in the comments.
1: Oh, okay, we'll we'll talk. So so we'll loop back around. Um, I wanted to save Space Marines for last, so we'll, we'll talk about Gene Siricult, uh Go to Thousand Suns, and then um, we'll we'll loop back around to Space Marines where I wanted to end this part of the show. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about Gene cult So rest it's in quick peace show, muscle guys. beach yeah rest in peace muscle beach uh nick notavati i i think they looked at specifically the gene circle lists that were doing really well at the time uh and then nerfed them so uh aberrant's got a huge points increase yeah uh keller morse went up um the the demolition charges went up on bikes yep. um so you could no longer have that kind of um, power and then uh, hybrid metamorphs went down a little and uh, accolade hybrids were lo- mostly left unchanged but yeah. o- overall Gene Circle got a big hit yeah they probably I think these hits are appropriate six
2: months ago um, yes and possibly even uh, like rock saws should probably have also been addressed so I think that there's a saving grace there that they weren't um, but now like it's just like a it's a it's like a yeah it's a it's a TKO for them losing aberrance in, in a marine meta, because it was like one of the things that might survive uh, a turn on the board, right?
1: Yeah, 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 now now they they will, but they cost 60 more points to do. <laughs> yeah,
2: and that's like points you don't have. Um, the killer Morph going up I expected, because it was well undercosted. I do like hybrid metamorphs going down. They're sneaky, at least for the first couple times you play against them, when you realize that they kill you when you kill them. Uh, in close combat, so you have to shoot them. You just got to remember do that, because um, they're whips. Other than that, eh? They're they are probably the the biggest loser of this whole thing.
1: All right, so let's go to Thousand Suns, uh, where where they didn't get a lot of changes. The Thousand Suns, what? Unlike the, okay, well, hold on, let me finish. If you compare their changes to the rest of Chaos Space Marines and Death Guard, they have half a page of points changes. Okay. Okay. But okay. the big but they have one of
2: the, the most important ones at least to the the Chaos Meta going into this, which is yeah, the point um, increase to Zangor's.
1: Well yeah, so Zangor's going up by a point. Uh, obviously their Winged Demon Princes and other things got hurt. However however, their scarab occult terminators mm-hmm. are are now uh, cheaper. Yes. they are twenty six points a model base, so about I think forty points a model when all is said and done,
2: yeah, um, and they were borderline usable before. They actually yes, won a GT. They, uh, yeah, they were, at one point.
1: But yeah, yeah, they, but um, but yeah, you're right. So like the hurt to, the hit to that Zangor's um was basically why you took the Th- the thousand suns codex. Uh, Magnus obviously, I actually kind of expected a point decrease to Magnus the Red. Um, someone had talked about. Someone I was talking about was a Chaos Demon player. Um, or a Chaos player, they were talking about how comparatively to uh, Gilliman and some of the other HQ choices, Magnus and Mortarion, were a little on the more expensive side, Um, though I think it might be safer to leave them at the points that they're at, but I kind of expected a decrease there, Um, but also they were being used six months ago, so.
2: Yeah, and they still are. I mean, TJ Lanigan runs Magnus now, and he's he's undefeated with them, Mm -hmm. so, and that's in two majors. Yeah, Um, Yeah, uh, Demon Prince with wings going up for Thousand Suns. I think that was expected. Zangor is going up. It just—it's another one of those things where it kind of hurts, given where we are now. But it was definitely something that was needed when this came out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll see. Obviously, uh, I think they're in the same boat as Death Guard, where uh, they're just going to be overlooked for their Chaos Space Marine brethren in terms of competitively. Yeah, I do like Rubric
2: Marines and Scarecrow Terminators. The fact that they ignore AP. Um, is yeah. big in a marine meta, so it's something to look at.
1: They're also really good at killing marines.
2: Yes. Back. Yes, they are. And like deep striking a squad of uh, occult terminators and getting those, you know, like 40 strength 4 AP minus 2 shots off isn't bad at all.
1: Yeah. Alright, so the big, big dogs, space marines, specifically power armor, uh, however, uh, space marines in general also got some points changes as well. Uh, I I wasn't expecting it, um, but they they get they did definitely get some points changes. And I think actually more on the Forge World side yes. than anything else. Um, but uh, what were your so so we'll, we'll talk we'll, we'll split this up in two things. We'll talk about uh, Space Marines at the Codex and then uh, the Power Armor, Dark Angels, Blood Angels, Space Wolves, and what that because they got huge point decreases oh, yeah. across the board. Um, so first with Space Marines, uh, the Forge World characters, if you're using them, uh, got loss of points decreases. Isodon went from 195 points down to 150 points, which does bring him more in line with other chapter masters. However, it also means that, you know, he's really good. He's, he's really, he's really for what good. you get. Yeah. Yes. For what you get. Um, he's really, really powerful, uh, also the uh, the dreadnoughts, the Forge World dreadnoughts across the board, all got cheaper as well. Except um, the
2: Leviathan, right? Unless you're taking the, the yeah, Fuse except for the, the Gun or whatever. I think that went yeah, down. W- w-
1: whatever that one that one was something that that needed to go yeah um, up in points anyways. But yeah, the Chaplain Venerable dreadnought went down by like 15 points. Uh, someone uh, the Gunhammer article mentioned the Land Raider Achilles dropping by 100 points it's still like a 320 point model or something. Yeah. I think it's 200 points base plus 125 in weapon upgrades. So it's still not a it's still a 300 plus point land raider with a four up and an extra wound. Um it's not going to That's all you need, gonna, buddy, for some people. It's not going to be seen. There's like, like so, You know what? You're right. The, there's someone's going to get it. Simon, I an Oklahoma right now. It's like, "You just wait, Pablo." <laughs> you so here's the thing is I actually bought the Ford, first Forge old model I ever bought myself. I treated myself to two Christmases ago, and it was a Land Raider Achilles because I just fell in love with the model. It was a Mark II Alpha pattern Land Raider Achilles, and I primed it, and I finally sold it like three months ago because I never used it, and now this codex, the chapter Proof drops, and I even at 325 points, I don't think I'd still use it. I mean, maybe in fun games, I'd like pop Cronus in there and hope for the best, but... Um, Let's Overall, the dreadnought changes. Yes. Sorry, I'm dying from a cough. Happens to the best of us. All right. Uh, but yeah, the the big thing for Space Marines that you need to know is that their Forge World characters all went down, uh, and the the dreadnoughts went down. Point in points too.
0: Can we talk so. about the Astraeus as well?
1: Uh, sure. Let's talk about the Astraeus. Um, do you think do you think that the Astraeus is going to see a ton of play? Uh, obviously, it was obviously there was I think some like a I think it was like an Imperial Fist list that used the Astraeus. Um, yeah, at the Gentleman's GT. Um, uh, yeah, and there was a Iron Hands one that went
2: undefeated at a like GT in I don't know Saskatchewan or Manitoba or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so they've had some fringe tournament results. Uh, but what do you think you're you're going to see a lot more of them now, Val?
0: Um well, I don't know. They're kind of a hard to access model. Um That's true. To, to start with, but I mean at the same time, it is it, it's going to be kind of silly, I think. It was already kind of funny what you could layer onto it. Yeah. Um and now there's just an extra 100 points of room in in the list uh for an already efficiently uh pointed army.
2: So, I don't Isn't know. like think, a 500 I mean, perhaps...
1: point Model now instead of a 600 point model? Well, he was. It was 700 instead of seven? It was
2: was 704 base, 728 if you like maxed it out. So it's basically what like the old Castellan cost now. Um, And there's some shenanigans with it already because void shields aren't an invulnerable save. So they actually are affected by cover and they are actually affected by Psysteel armor. So you can have a three plus void shield. Astraia out of Iron Hands with plus one to hit and all sorts of other stuff, um, like quite easily.
0: Yeah, and once the once the general you know, uh, once the buffs for Iron Hands weren't so generalized, like so you know you're targeting one vehicle, you know finding one big mean thing that you could really buff up seemed to be yeah I don't know seems legit (laughs) yeah.
2: So I'm hoping that the somebody comes out with something to say like void shields aren't. Modified by those things because that it does make it a pretty scary uh prospect to deal with a thing with a three plus void shield, you know, basically a three plus involunt against everything, including mortal wounds. Um, is not something super I want to deal with, particularly when you have an iron stone you can tag to it and all the other shenanigans. Hmm.
1: Yeah, um, <clears throat> another thing I'm kind of excited about is Briarth Ash Mantle dropping, yeah, by a ton of points 75 points. Get that like toughness 13 no dude out 400 there, 400 points. Yeah, heck yeah. There you go. Do it people. Um do it for me. Win
2: LVO with <laughs> Brayarth Ash rental.
1: <laughs> it's just it's a, a model I've always loved since ever since I first saw it and you know, the the salamanders are an army that I always liked too, but but yeah, uh overall Space Marines a lot of forge world drops. Um <clears throat> I don't know if I, I don't know if the Astraeus is going to be something that we see often, but I think there definitely will be some Astraeus lists that for sure. there will, there will absolutely destroy uh, uh, specifically, other space marine lists. Yeah, and they'll probably
2: uh, on... take a couple GTs. Depend, and it like Val said, it's not an easy model to get. That being mm-hmm. said, I'm sure that there's somebody with some kind of weird Ukrainian slash,
1: you know, hey, CCCB I wonder, I wonder connection. How much Astraeus is on Forge World? See, a thousand dollars. I'm guessing uh, a thousand no. dollars. He's a big boy. Uh, He's a big boy. He's a lot not of resin. He's that like much. four pounds. Yeah, it's 231 pounds. So. Four hundred dollars, three hundred, three hundred fifty, four hundred dollars yeah. after shipping and all that's, that. Uh, yeah, and I mean that's you can actually... probably
2: get it at a out of uh, Beijing for one hundred and ten bucks. That's if you, uh,
1: that's, if you think right about person. it. That's two chaos, or that's two nights, um, or two nights with the loadouts you want after you buy all the extra. Yeah, you right. So everybody, um, that's not that's not that. So everybody, go yeah. buy one. I mean, you all bought <laughs> castlins. I saw that. Uh, yes, we I did. saw Everyone that. Did so buy castlings. You tell yes, Forge World.
2: True. We want us some Estreus.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on. Uh, not a ton of points changes. The Ultramarines, Imperial Fists, the supplements and all that. I believe all those, I believe they just added them, but didn't change any mm-hmm. of them. Uh, just, you know, from the Codex. Uh, and then uh, Blood Angels are first up. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, blood blood angels. Uh, hey. oof. Yeah, so uh, they they got the space marine treatment. They got the space marine treatment in that um they got the eliminators added to their their codex along with all the other stuff, Uh, and then they got the tactical doctrine treatment in the blood of ball, so or the doctrine treatment in blood of ball. On top of that, their their characters got tons of large points drops across the board, as did their Uh, two
2: main units.
1: Yeah, Sanguine Guard Death Company. Also, unless your unless your uh unit. Contains a Thunderhammer or Captain, uh, and those specifically those two. You you generally got uh points decrease. Well, just like, um, yeah, because the the Smash Captain with Thunderhammer went up sixteen yes, points went up everywhere else. Yeah, just
2: like it did it. But you know what? With the <clears throat> with their Blood of Ball stuff, I'm okay with that because he's like you're gonna see a lot of people allying in just to get that flat four damage Thunderhammer on like in every list, right? Plus one moment. With plus one to wound, right? Well, extra attack. An extra extra attack? Yeah. Like it's uh yeah, it's good. It's uh I'm really I do own Blood Angels as well as my custodies and Death Watch, but like Blood Angels are my second army. Uh so just buy Sanguinary Guard if you like Blood Angels. They're we got so it. good now. The we end. got it. The internet's
1: mad that space Marines are the power armor's getting good. We get it. Um so just a real quick recap Blood Angels, Dark Angels, Space Wolves. Uh, in general, the space, the power armor, uh, with the exception of Grey Knights, which we'll talk about last, the power armor books uh, got their characters decreased by a lot, and then also got the space marine treatment on top of that. Uh, in terms of the points drops and added extra units, so it's it's uh, <clears throat> they all got really good. Uh, and then I imagine as soon as Space Wolves and Dark Angels and the rest of the codexes get their doctrines or get their you know uh, psychic awakening treatment. Um, the each one is going to be very, very viable and potentially yeah. even overpowered. Yes,
2: yeah, so your friend that's selling his space wolves for cheap—just buy them and don't tell him why. Don't <laughs> tell him about psychic awakening. Just buy his space wolves. Do it mm. now. It's a good idea.
1: <laughs> I know you did. Oh, I know yeah, you did. The, uh, I'm. I think we're going to sit on them until the codex. I, I think, Irony I think they're getting ironies. shipped just to. Just unloaded uh, a bunch of Space Wolves myself
0: <laughs> to the Frontline Gaming secondhand um, shop.
1: If, as a matter of fact, if you're interested in Val's uh, Val Heffelfinger's <laughs> very own Space Wolves army, uh, I you know, drop me a beat at Frontline Gaming secondhand shop <laughs> at gmail.com. He All only right. bought it a month and a half ago. Anyway, <clears throat> Gr- Gray Knights. He touched. He touched them once. Hmm. Beautiful. Through a box. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, gray, gray Knights I'm finally. So not, I'm not going to lie to you. Val, you're really excited for Gray Knights. And my, they got army. Uh, a lot, another big winner out of the chapter hands. proof. But do you want to go ahead and gush about what Gray Knights got?
0: Well, I think uh, it's just that the main storyline, which is all of the Marines not only being brought into line with, I think, 8th edition pointing in general, but, you know, the pointing of the uh, mm-hmm. overall Space Marines uh, power level, I guess is is one way to say it. I mean, their their characters have, have dipped quite a bit. Um, you know, Paladins came down, which is like one of their most useful units, which is awesome. Basically, all their good stuff came down, um, which is great. I think they're... Reputation as the absolute biggest losers um, seems to have gotten them a little bit of action, and it seems like they their fan base has been noisy enough about how bad they are. I think when you combine this with the what we just saw, Blood Angels get from, <laughs> from Psychic Awakening, yeah, um, yeah maybe will. Grey Knights get a real, real big retooling, big re- revamp as as might you know the Dark Angels and, and the Space Wolves when their time yeah. comes, but. I was just like immediately, immediately after I saw the points drops and uh, and what Blade mm-hmm. Angels got, I'm looking at when the potential release window is for Gray Knights yeah, and Helvio. I'm, I'm kind of hoping they release LVO's the next week. The Helvio's cut off is January 13th, so if they follow um, the it, same <laughs> release schedule they've been doing, it's sure to change. I mean, have the I mean, Grey if it's Nights literally any of Space
1: Wolves, Dark Angels, or Gray Knights plus another faction, it's gonna be so good.
2: I can't remember. Uh, right. I'm not sure. It, they did. They did show it recently. It's, but... it's, yeah. It is Grey yeah. oh, Knights, Dark
0: Angels. Um, oh, okay. Well, and then well. Anyway, so yeah. Um,
1: Grey Knights are great. Spells? They got a lot of points drops. Um, and they're yeah. You know, they're it was in the video. They flash out the, the, the,
0: the yeah. The, and for um, your um, Deathwatch
2: fans, because you're gonna be mad. We forgot about them. Nothing happened. Something, <laughs> something should have happened. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> they got they got some points decreases. They got the master. The master went
2: down and the flyer went down, but not enough.
1: That's that's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, so that's it for the chapter approved. Uh, I think we added actually a lot of analysis into the future of these factions. Yeah, um, a good
2: hour and forty-five minutes of analysis.
1: Yeah, uh, we definitely got. There's this is a huge topic. If you're interested in more, uh, I do highly recommend go- watching Signals this week, checking out 40k Stat Center to see how people are reacting to the changes and what lists they're taking, as well as uh you know the Art of War and all the other channels in Frontline Game Network, and of course. Scary uh over at guardcast and steven box of vanguard tactics tons of people are going to be talking about chapter approved this is certainly not going to be the only podcast so if you feel like we missed something or didn't talk about something in particular go ahead and uh check that out keep it to
2: yourselves
1: <clears throat> all right uh so that's it for the episode uh val i know you have to get going it is getting late for you buddy so uh sign off val have a good night's sleep. Peter and I will handle the Patreon questions by ourselves.
2: Yeah. Good night, love. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, so, if you were if you uh, were wondering what the Patreon I questions is all it about, it is an absolute pleasure to have Good night, uh, we everybody. We open the floor up to patrons to ask questions toward the guests, uh, where we answer them. Um, at the end of every episode, if you're interested in that, or if you're interested in any of the cool stuff that we announced at the beginning of the episode, go to patreoncom tactics, uh, where you can support the podcast. All right, so let's just jump right into it. The first question for the episode is: uh, <clears throat> Hey Pablo, uh, do you feel that weaker Xenos armies, Tyranids, Necrons, etc., will will still be able to do damage? Uh, the points changes to Necrons, for example, combined with the receiver can load more AP. Two, um, yeah, basically, yeah. I, I told, I think Tyranids and Necrons. Uh, would totally be able to do well. I think specifically those two armies uh, will do a lot better with Necrons being, I think, potentially like a tier two point five, potentially tier two army. Uh, Peter, what do you think?
2: I think I think you're dead on. I'm like, no matter what happens, these are all generic buffs. It's just how do they compare to everybody else's, right? I don't think Necrons are on Space Marine par by any any means, um, but I no. think that we're going to see at least one new build come out of this that'll be a little spicy, and it'll throw some people off, and that's good.
1: Yep. Uh, Derek wants to know if the Relics of Karen went down in points. I don't think it did. I don't believe uh, it I'm did. I'm checking right now real quick, but... I love how he's so specific. He's like, yeah, this is the, the only thing I Karen. care about. Nothing else. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the only thing that matters to me. I spent too much money on mine. Oh, this is... Uh... the. It's also, if you... if you um. When you get your hands on this chapter approved book, specifically the points book, the Munitorum manual, the they made the made it so much easier to navigate than the old chapter approved 2019 book. The chapter approved 2019 book is just a pain to navigate compared to this one. Uh, So just just something that some quick little thing that I noticed. yeah, they didn't, they didn't change at all, buddy. Uh, all right. Uh, what's your opinion on if point reductions are bad enough to make up for bad rules slash stats? That's a really good question, um, Kelsey, uh, patron Kelsey. Peter, what do you think?
2: Can points make up for bad rules?
1: Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, uh, points reductions being enough to make up for bad rules or stats? I think yes.
2: Um, a lot of people will say no to this, and I think that mm. – that, um, that's wrong. I think that there comes a point where a, a unit will just become efficient no matter what. It'll just be boring as all get out. Like, it'll just be stupidly boring, right? You can make a Necron Warrior four points and people will run, like, 200 of them. But nobody wants to do that. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, I agree. So yeah. th- that becomes a great unit, but it's stupid and dumb. And yeah. so that's, that's why you have to... That's why the rules are more important um, in
1: those cases, hmm. okay. Uh, patron Josh wants to know: with the release of the new Sisters box, a lot of people think it has brought out the worst of the community. So he's talking about scalpers. So the <laughs> question is: is do you guys do we think it's wrong for people to buy these boxes to make a profit, or is it wrong for a larger part of the community to hit back on those guys? Basically, where we stand on this. Um, so <clears throat> I'm actually a, a retailer w- through Frontline Gaming, so I order uh, items from Games Workshop. Uh, and, and so I kind of I kind of get a little bit of the inside look onto how that works. And I also do a lot of research on the Magic community uh, and how they've done, specifically if you keep up with Magic, specifically the Mythic Edition boxes, which if you've even heard a little bit about mm-hmm. Magic, you'll know what they did to Magic this year. Um, I think they're very different. So there's definitely scalpers in 40k. And it's specifically not with these Sisters of Battle boxes, but they're they're even worse for the limited edition boxes um, at uh, that you see on GW's website that sell out immediately. I'm looking at like the Emperor's Spear limited edition box, yeah. or the the one that just came out, the Adeptus Custodes uh, Legion book that just came out, the like trade first of his name Valoris or whatever it was called. Oh, oh yeah, oh was really sad. <clears throat> uh, the Celestine book. Uh, th- anything that's super niche or the Solar War. God, that I really wanted to get my hands on that—the yeah. the Solar War hardback limited edition Siege of Terror book, right? Those books get scalped hard, and what I mean by that is they don't get bought out; they sell out quickly and get put up on eBay for an insanely high margin.
2: Yeah, like four hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm in the secondhand store too, so I'm always going on eBay looking up these prices. And I've sold a couple of these. I try not to scalp as uh, or raise the price as much as others. Like for example, we had a bunch of Battle Force holiday boxes. Left over from last year i i marked them up from their original msrp but only by ten dollars uh and that's our msrp not msrp total so we were selling them for 144.50 and i was selling them on ebay for 155 to 160 depending on the faction right and they sold immediately and I, I felt like that was reasonable because i i try not to scalp the my customers basically yeah. um but some of them get really bad now as for the sisters of battle box it's different it it gw came out said it was limited edition but still offered it to retailers so i think that when you have a box that gets sent out to retailers first off it's a lot harder to avoid people scalping the box because retailers will put the same restrictions that gw does on the product they won't limit it to one a box they won't limit it to this or that but you're also selling it to retailers so retailers specifically local game stores uh pe- people that actually uh, that we actually need for the hobby they're benefiting from the sisters of battle box So they made their money off the box. Scalpers are definitely taking full advantage of the Scissors of Battle box. Um, So I'm kind of torn. On one hand, I'm like, like, this really sucks that people were able to maybe buy out a bunch. But also at the same time, it's not like what Magic did, where Magic had the same thing. They had this limited edition, mythic edition box. But only sold it through their own web cart on eBay or through their own website. Meant meaning that no local game stores were able mm-hmm. to profit off the Mythic Edition box. And you scalped, you saw them scalped at, like double the price of what people were buying them for. So they were selling for two fifty, and then people were selling them on eBay for 500 five hundred, six <clears> hundred <throat> bucks, including uh, including myself too. I jumped on that train. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I I, I I use it to make to make a, you know a good turnaround on money and reinvest it in Magic. But the point is, is that Wizards did that and didn't offer any of those Mythic Edition boxes to retailers, which I think was a big negative. Um, so I guess to kind of answer your question is I, I think that overall scalping is, is in 40k is a problem. Um, but I don't think it's with the Sisters of Battle box. I think it's more with those limited edition uh, release sets that they only release like 2,000 of or something.
2: Yeah. I mean that was like an eight-minute explanation. Um, I don't know where to go because <laughs> I enough. lost I lost track. Um, <clears throat> I I don't like it personally. I understand the concepts. People need money and they're gonna do do what they want uh, do what they need to get it. I didn't see it as like as huge as maybe some other people did. I saw a couple examples guys holding like you know four boxes and selling them for three fifty or four hundred bucks, um, which I mean is a significant markup. Um, but the I guess the big thing for me is this was a limited edition run but it's like they've already said they're going to run it again right like you're going to be able to get these models other in other ways there's nothing so i don't know i i think i don't like it but i'm not going to i'm also not of the the type of person that's going to you know like lynch a person for doing it
1: yeah yeah uh, i don't know it's we don't see it on the levels magic so I, I don't think yeah people necessarily that might be it too. scalping. Yeah, cuz magic it's like really if you if you were to leave them to that you would get these uh, they call them whales or these big buyers yep. would buy out like thousands of of even they even do it now even without, you know, limited edition products. They'll buy out a card so that it, you know, lowers the price in the market because of demand and all that and they'll basically manipulate the market yep. by buying thousands of cards and just rip people off. It's just it's really bad magic, not so much in 40k. Not uh, yet, <clears throat>
2: someday. Someday, someday we'll have
1: <laughs> limited edition models. Anyway, what's next? Uh, okay. Next is going to be um, uh, how is Brandon going to deal? Oh, this is probably a Brandon. Great question. Um, I'll answer it. But how does Brandon? How is Brandon going to deal with the inevitable surge with the chaos buffs? It, it isn't just point and click like Marine Armies. Uh, we'll have some of the best players in the world playing them. Um, and he feels like maybe chaos counters Brandon pretty hard.
2: Zero one one zero 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 one. That would be his answer.
1: Dell, uh, beautiful. Uh, I think Brandon could have said it better himself. Uh, Nathaniel wants to know: Do we think Blood Angels, uh, with Blood Angels, we have blueprints for Dark Angels and Space Wolves rules adjustments moving forward? Uh, also, is there a character you'd most be most excited to see primarized? Um, yes. Yes. Dark Angels and Space Wolves are definitely going to get that treatment. We have the blueprint. No, I am not a big fan of Primaris Primaris characters. I um, do.
2: Uh, there's one that needs to be done. Well, just What one. is it? Who is it? Ragnar Blackmane because his yeah. old model is the hottest. Well, it's like I think it is the oldest model in the line now mm-hmm. and it's just like a hot piece of garbage. So, I if they do anybody, it's I bet it's him and I would be okay with it.
1: Okay. <clears throat> uh Kane wants to know are Chaos Space Marines the hands down winner and what do the changes mean for craft? We already talked about the changes for craft worlds. Um but I I don't think Chaos I personally don't think Chaos Space Marines are hands down the winners, but they're definitely like the top three.
2: I felt uh, they were, but I mean, but like Pablo's uh, talking up of Tao. I like I didn't think Tower or like any of the others got hurt too bad. Like I feel like Tao also won just by not getting any of the nerfs that they people thought they might. Hmm. More than anything.
1: Uh, we had one question from Monty. Uh, he interested to know what if there's a meaningful difference between a bad competitive list and a non-competitive list and I think I have the answer to his question um, basically a bad competitive list is still a tuned list it, it, it uses some of the most powerful units it's just probably going to do really bad in when you take it to a tournament and so bad competitive lists are a lot of times piloted by those people that that you, you know are keep up with the competitive scene know what's good know what's not good um, but maybe maybe want to bring their own snowflake units or maybe just aren't good enough to compete or for whatever reason but they'll be like the perennial three and three years but i do think those lists are the kinds of boogeyman lists that go into narrative campaigns and casual games and, and steamroll people and and are part of the reasons why you get some friction between competitive players and players who don't attend tournaments yeah, and I think you're right.
2: I think that that, that would... If you're going to go anywhere with it, that's the... It's the like a non... You can have a, a a bad competitive list that has, like, the pieces. You can see what they're trying to do with it, but they either don't have the synergies because they don't understand the synergies, or um, the list is something that worked six months ago, right? It was like people that that brought, like, the quote-unquote cast on list after all its nerfs and its point increase and everything else. Um Uh, like that's that's kind of what i would call a a bad competitive list it's it definitely was competitive at some at one point it's still going to thrash the crap out of your local meta unless your local meta is like norcal or something like that um or you know parts of texas florida (laughs) etc but uh like it's just one of those things um where it's just it's old news it's old hat and people have so many ways of countering it now that it's not a big deal anymore
1: anyway yep uh uh, patron shannon wants to know is terrain better defined post chapter approved no oh I,
2: but what about the Fronteris uh sectoraca bacalus <laughs> i don't know, I don't what, know what you they said.
1: Call it. i'm sure that, that's even i'm sure that's a, a terrain. it's piece. the new
2: it's the new terrain piece that people say is going to replace magic boxes
1: uh oh i don't i don't know um i would thumb through the chapter approved book i didn't see a lot for terrain changes but honestly shannon um I thumbed I, I through the book and didn't see a lot that I was super happy with or super
2: no I wouldn't uh, be relevant
1: either. to with me. Yeah, so I, I kind of gave up. I can do a deep dive later but just judging from what the people um, I, what I've been seeing online from the reviews, I don't think there were any amazing uh, specifically I know what you're looking for. you're looking for better terrain rules. I don't think that's was in chapter approved. Um, no, they
2: basically created specific. Well, and a lot of them are just reprints from the previous yeah, chapter. proofs, yeah, Right, yeah. it's like specific rules for each of their pieces of terrain, but yeah. nothing that's like this is what a blank thing does, yep. right? And I th- that's what we need yep. is like
1: anyway. Yeah. Uh, Patronix wants to know if Blood Angel suppressors uh can work. Uh, suppressors are good. I personally don't like them, but there are a lot of really good players that bring them. Um, yeah. I yeah. think
2: they. I think. I see where he's getting with the suppressors. I don't think that that's the army you play them in. They play so no. much better out of, like, Iron Hands, um, Imperial Fists, uh, Ultramarines. Yeah. But Because uh, Blood Angels, like, you really want that close combat aspect. Um, I like the idea of, you know, jumping around suppressors to get backline uh, lines of fire. I could see you wanting to do that. But with the, the plus one to your charge now on their new rule... Why not just you know jump a sanguinary guard squad, give them reroll wounds, and just do it that way?
1: Anyway, yeah, yeah, I agree. And suppressors are mainly now being used in brigade detachments, anyways, as a fast attack slot. Yes, so, which it's blood angels don't even need brigades; they need like supreme command detachments and battalions. Yeah, so, you got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, will I be changing my, to a new army? I will not patron him. I'm still going to stick with space marines and imperial soup, uh, and then. Um, That's about it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You are all the best listeners in the world. And of course, Peter, thanks for coming on. And Uh, Pablo, thank you for having me. And uh, have fun recording 40k Stats Center tomorrow or Wednesday. Or whenever. Yeah, whenever it happens. Uh, All right, everyone. uh, As always, have a good one. Bye bye.